0: Hello everyone, this is Ron Carthen, and welcome to the first edition of Ron and Nick's Rundown. And once again, my name is Ron Carthen. My brother, Nick Carthon, who else is the host of this show, will join me in a minute. And of course, Chris Wallace from Chris Inspires You. Just want to make this clear real quick. I am an employee of 8 News, but this is not an 8 News podcast. It's not going to be affiliated with 8 News. This is my podcast and my podcast alone. I did have something called Ron Sports Addiction, unfortunately, that discontinued. On eight news, I'll discuss that maybe one day. But today is about a celebration. This is my first of many podcasts, and hopefully, hopefully you all enjoy it. It's going to be a sports podcast, but we will open up to a few other things. But this is definitely a sports podcast today. It will definitely be a sports podcast. We have so many topics we have to discuss, and right now I'm going to have a couple of people join me, and Nick. This is your moment to introduce yourself to the world. Okay. Let me know. All right, tell me what you... All right. Let people know what you do. Um,
1: I make moves. That's what I do. Okay. You know what I make moves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: where do you, saying, where do you work? Boss, where, what I do. where do you work?
1: Wherever Jesus let me go. <laughs>
0: Okay, you don't want to share nobody where you exactly work. It's not making
1: moves, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I,
0: it's all legal. Okay. Chris?
1: Uncle Sam can't touch
0: me. Okay. <laughs> but today we do have a guest. Uh, he's uh, definitely somebody that's close to us who does uh, Chris Inspires You. Uh, Chris Wallace. Chris, how you doing, man? Hey, man. I'm good, man. I, I, I'm, I'm just really thrilled
1: to be on your podcast, Ron Nick's Podcast. Yeah, I feel real special, man. I
0: feel like, you know, I feel touched. Like, so I have boots right now. Yep. One day, this will be a trivia question. Who was the very first guest on our show? And it'll be you. So you Oh, you know
1: what, man? I'm going
0: I'm, to I'm, be a trivia question. I'm already a meme. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. Just tell everybody what you do real quick. Since Nick wants to be too shy about it or, or try to be protective of his, what he does. Oh, this is just Nick
1: being Nick. Exactly. You know, so, you know, the audience will learn that. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Chris you know, from Chris Inspires You. Uh, I'm a, an inspirational speaker who travels the world to speak to young people, particularly middle and high school students, about service, about overcoming adversity, and about the power of community engagement and self
0: discovery. And, and that definitely is good, man, because we definitely need more of that these days, especially what's going on with the world today. And kids need that, and kids need to hear that. They need to be inspired. And I think you're definitely Absolutely. you're definitely the right person for the job and yes, sir. and that's definitely good and that's definitely a great thing. Nick, what do you think about uh Chris's involvement with the Chris's biography before we get into everything?
1: No, I think it's excellent, man. my man does a great job, you know, he's touched a lot of lives and a lot of people. Uh, you know, it's just not a fairytale. This is all real life and
0: he's making a big impact on this nation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate
1: yeah. that.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate Absolutely. Alright, y'all. Enough with the introductions. We're just going to get right into it. Um, we definitely have, like I said, we're all going to talk about other things, but it, it, this is such a sports-heavy time. I'm just going to go straight into the sports, and we're just going to do all sports today. And we're going to start yeah. with a big one today that happened, and that is Des Bryant, released uh-huh. by the Cowboys today. Dance. Nick, I'm gonna let you start first. I'm a Chris I'm gonna get to you, but Nick, what what is your thoughts on Des Bryant being released? Uh,
1: that's a bad shame what happened to Des. I <laughs> swear I heard about the snack as they jersey off.
0: Of. You know what I mean? And <laughs> wasn't living up to the hype, man. You wait He's a great player. He's a great player,
1: but he wasn't living up to the hype. You didn't
0: think Des Bryant was living up to the hype? No. I actually didn't think he I thought he was actually pretty good. I thought he I mean, some franchise stuff he was First all-time in touchdowns for in, the, in franchise history now. And I know he was third in catches, I believe fifth in yards. But I'm going to check that out one more time. Chris, what, did you th- mm-hmm. th- what about you about Dez Bryant? Boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, man. Yeah, you guys are
1: going to know the truth.
0: The Dallas Cowboys are still salty, but
1: they didn't make that catch in Green Bay. <laughs> that's why Dez Bryant, man. They, they <laughs> don't know the stuff,
0: you know? Yeah. It's like, you know,
1: listen... First and foremost, you know, I, I everyone should know, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Um, <laughs> you're saying, so this is going to come you know, with a layer of hate. But Dez Bryant uh, was doing, uh, making more noise off the field than he was on the field. Let's be honest here, whatever. His he, his productivity had decreased mm-hmm. um, considerably. You could tell that the Cowboys were sort of moving away from him, and I think he, you know, his his plays you know, didn't necessarily match his mouth. And so when you when you have a big mouth and you're making a lot of noise off the field, you have to be able to perform on the field. And if you're not performing on the field, then you know you get that pink slip. The NFL is, is notorious for doing this. And so I'm not surprised that Dev Bryant got
0: cut. Right. I, mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he signed with a division rival. Yeah, I think I think that that's for what I'm seeing. That's gonna be his next move. Um, I'm definitely seeing that he wants to sign with a division rival. I mean, if that if that doesn't work out, there'll be teams that's going to want him. Do you guys think uh, he has slipped a bit? Uh, would he, not slip. Well, you pretty much answered that question already. So, you, Nick, uh, so Chris, you are you saying that he's overrated in ways? Yeah, I uh, no, man. Listen,
1: yeah, you know, Dan Bryant, you know, for the the vast majority of his career has been overrated. he's mm. been saying it for a very long time. I mean, he's listen. I I think you know Dan Bryant is the type of receiver. Who has way more height than he does productivity, you know, and and again he's a good receiver, he's not a great receiver, and he's certainly not, you know, worthy of, of, of being a number one receiver on any team at this point in his career. And in fact, the only time I felt like he was a number one receiver might have only been one year uh, mm-hmm. where he was a true legitimate number one target. And you know, Dez Bryant, the, the Cowboys made the right decision, you know, by cutting him. Uh, and allowing him to do whatever it is he wants to do. And I think we'll see next year when he signs with the Redskins, you know, or, or the Giants or the Eagles,
0: uh, how, how Dez is no longer the, the, the receiver that he thinks he is. $12.5 million, million each year that was left on his contract. Nick, do you think that's what, what is ridiculous?
1: Is that the equivalent of making $25 million in the NBA? Because, you know, that salary is, like, way off. <laughs> <I'm there. laughs> okay. So when we talk about that. if that's the case, then yes. Unfortunately, yes. I just think he wasn't a good fit with Dak Prescott. I mean, I think Des Bryant needs a quarterback who can throw the ball to the receiver. And I really don't think Dak can throw the ball down the field. So, oh, my God. Hmm. Are you serious? That's got to be one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard. When Ezekiel Elliott went out, I felt like it was that kind of time for Dak to step up, and
0: I really didn't see it. I didn't either. I got to agree with Nick on that one. I did not.
1: Listen.
0: Okay, go ahead. Did you guys
1: see, have you seen Dan Bryant beat press Coverage? In the past year, <laughs> there's a reason why that first guy wasn't throwing the ball over there. You know, have you seen Dan Bryant drop a lot of passes over the years? That's been <laughs> one of the things that's kind of stuck with him. He, he drops he passes. He doesn't. Off he doesn't get off press coverage. He, you know what? The funny thing is, like, he wants to be TL, but TL is about to be in the Hall of Fame. So he's going to be given a, a Hall of Fame feature pretty soon, so we can't put the and TL in the same breath ever. The only thing they have
2: in common is two things: they both
0: played for the Cowboys and they're both black men. That's it. <laughs> but let's just be real. Let's be real here. Once Ezekiel Elliott got there, this was Ezekiel Elliott's team. It was his Great. team. I mean, once I mean his rookie year was just sensational. Okay. Once Ezekiel Elliott got there, it was his team. I'm gonna read you guys a tweet. A tweet. Well, goodness gracious, these notifications. I'm sorry, y'all. But um, <laughs> this um tweet from Des Bryant. It, it quotes, if I didn't have my edge, I got it now. I'm sorry that I'm sorry they got to feel me. It's personal, it's very personal. And I know this Bible is probably the most Caucasian thing <laughs> ever read from that tweet. But, <laughs> but, um, I'm just gonna say this right now. What, what did you guys feel about that from Des Bryant's tweet? Uh, I feel where with
1: a quarterback that can, you know, maneuver in the ball. Um, it's going to fall on deaf ears mm-hmm. but listen that, that's just Dez being Dez you know again big mouth got even less productivity
2: mm-hmm. and yeah,
1: that's all I see I see Dez Bryant being a guy next year who essentially uh, transitions to a guy who may become a professional receiver but mm-hmm. that's if he can actually catch the ball right I consider him a professional receiver let me honest with you
0: hmm what do you guys?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think even the guy. I mean, he, he could be playing with you know. Ben Bryant could be playing with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, and he still wouldn't put up numbers. But again, uh, the quarterback as Aaron Rodgers is Ben Bryant is just not a guy who, again, just from uh, we don't know him personally. Right. But from the stories we read about Dev Bryant in the locker room, they're not positive stories. story yeah, and mm. the thing – The stuff off the field, you just add all of those things together, and then the things that he doesn't do on the field, paying him $12.5 million for one, you know, is just a no-no. You know, and and for two, you have a young running back, you know, who, like you said, Ron, that's Big Elliott team. You have a young quarterback who has the potential, in my opinion, to be one of the the elite quarterbacks in the league, a top-ten quarterback. And then you have this guy, Dez Bryant, who could potentially poison these guys with his attitude and with the things that he's he's doing off the field. And so, uh, again, you you have to be able, as an organization, to cut those kind of guys out of your organization. And, you know, no matter what Dez did on the field for the Cowboys last several years, um, Mm -hmm. you you have two young cornerstones to build around and you have to build around those guys. And you have to take some of Dez's salary to do
0: that. Right. And what do you guys see, uh, does what, what, what do you guys think a perfect team would be for Des Bryant next year? Uh, Nick, I'll start with you. If he's
1: trying to go on a divisional, it's got to be Philly. It's mm-hmm. got to be Philly. Wow.
2: That's his only hope. No. It's got
1: to be Philly. You know, <laughs> the you know, <laughs> wins. I mean, he can go to the Giants, but that's just, uh, we didn't want to talk about that. That's a whole other power.
2: Mm mm.
1: That's right now.
0: Um yeah. I'll say the Eagles. Right. The one division. All right. I'll be, all right, Chris, uh same thing with you.
1: Yeah, like you clearly this is this is no different than when, you know, me as a Packer fan, when when Farr had that impact with the Packers, and he wanted to sign with the Vikings. And there's a reason why guys want to sign with division rivals because they know that they're going to play you twice a year. <laughs> you yep. Know, that, that's a given, you know. And these are guys that you've competed with you know, for the last several years, and so you just you want to you know, just demoralize them. And so I can I can see this, as Nick just said, going to the Eagles, um, and, and I think it presents some um, maybe not the best opportunity to put up numbers, but at least the best opportunity to win.
0: Yeah absolutely now i got an article here from alba breer from mmqb i'm going to have to pull this back up because <laughs> my tablet y'all got to forgive me my tablet i'm still i'm still getting the hang of it <laughs> but but this, is, but this is what this is what it says when i get to it um says here this and this is from alba breer's mmqb it was his game plan article a couple weeks ago and coaches have started, this is what it says, coaches starting to see Brian's overwhelming physical gifts start to slip all the way back in 2015, the injury-plagued first season of his five-year, $70 million, second contract. And that hasn't reversed itself. Three years later, at the at the point in his career, when some players reinvent themselves by becoming craftier, Brian's struggle to adjust to playing at a different speed has disappointed the team. He can't run by anyone anymore. He lacks explosion, evident in the loss of inches. Off his vertical, he's still inconsistent as a route runner. He's hard to count on for Dak Prescott, and some there see it. He's not doing enough to counteract all of it. Hmm. So, what do you guys think of that?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You know he just shot every Cowboys fan in the heart. Didn't he? <laughs> People there, man, some people now, you know, fanning themselves, punching their phones. Yeah, you know, somebody just threw up a beer was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, do I, I think Dez has the potential for me to make a comeback, but I think she'll be really a probably a one year, you know, back sticking to him kind of thing. Yeah, and then back to normal. Yes. Um, I mean, he, he, got the, he got the ability, he has the ability to stuff, But do we see him doing it? Like you said, it's regress. Right. And as a businessman, you gotta make that call. I mean, it's no disrespect. It's business. I'm not paying you 12 million, and you can't even give me a thousand yards consistently. Right. In a passing league. Right. In a league that has that has gone. I mean, see, we've seen quarterbacks pass for 4,000 or 5,000 yards, like it's nothing. We've seen receivers catch a hundred. And 20 balls, you know, like it's nothing. Like, we never, you know, we, we didn't see this 10, 15 years ago. Right. Now, these guys were even that's putting up crazy numbers, and there is not one of
0: them.
1: Right. Uh-huh. And he's never been one of them. I mean, you know, again, you look at his numbers, he's he put up some decent numbers when you look at the overall team of things in his career. They're not all the same numbers, um, for sure, uh, but they're, they're decent, decent ish numbers. Mm-hmm. But not good enough, you know, for a guy who, who got one of the largest contracts uh, for a receiver in some time. And he got five years, 70-something million
0: dollars for Purdue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yeah, I tell you, man, I just, I, I definitely, I, like I said, me personally, I think Dez did what he could for that organization. I thought he did a good job. I really thought he did what, I thought he did well. And I thought he definitely, I think he, he definitely Earned, deserves all the respect for the Cowboys fans. Uh, we'll see how it is for the Cowboys going forward. Where do you guys see the Cowboys going forward before we move on? listen, yeah, he didn't
2: catch that ball in Green Bay, though.
0: No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. I about the Cowboys. They need somebody.
1: They're going to need an elite receiver if that can throw, because that just reminded me of Alex Smith 2.0. Just that. Oh! Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm not saying that is <laughs> <laughs> very good. But right now, from what I've seen, like I said, when Ezekiel was out, I felt like he was managing versus taking over. What well, he was doing was the Cowboys were asking him to do. Listen, man. You know, as a human quarterback, he, he wanted to keep his job. He didn't want someone to come and sweep on if, 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 if David Garrett said, hey, I need to throw a five-yard route route the whole game, he wasn't even a coach. I'm not <laughs> knocking that. Hey, I, hey I'm not I'll just tell you what I saw. I mean, I'm not saying he can't be better than that. It's just what I saw at that time. Right. I oh, think he right. will be a great player. Wait. But right now, that's what I saw. Wait, Nick, didn't you defend Des as Brian? I mean, I mean, that's <laughs> not a bad compliment when you think about it. Alex Smith just wins. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, I mean, you're,
2: you're right. though. Alex
1: Smith, Dayton Dunn, Dayton Dunn. Uh, last year, he kind of opened it up a little bit or whatever. But I, I guess I could see some elements of Alex Smith and Dak Prescott. But I just think Dak Prescott has a stronger arm. Mm-hmm. I think he actually can throw the ball down the field. I believe he can, too. He just needs to pull it. He, of course, he, as you said, Dez was the
0: guy who pulled it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Well, well, let me give you guys the wide receiver group for the Cowboys before we move on. Got Cole Beasley, Noah Brown, KD Cannon, now, Alan Hearns, who was with the Jaguars last year, Ryan Switzer, Deontay Thompson, Terrence Williams, and Lance Linear. I think I pronounced that last name right. But but I'm just going to say this. Ezekiel Elliott will definitely be dependent on next year. Hopefully, he won't get into any more foolishness like he did this past, uh, this past season. Allegedly. We don't have a clue. but. Uh... Well,
1: well, I know they don't want to pay nobody, but I think Odef Beckham Jr., be uh excellent
0: option. Wait, wait, wait. You talk about for the for uh, what? Uh, for the Cowboys? Uh, uh, come oh. coming off of a significant
1: injury as a skilled position guy, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean listen, I, I know listen, O'Neill is a great man, he's a top ten player in the league, for sure. When he's healthy. And that's a big question. Like he's who knows if he's healthy. So and I guess we could take a flyer on him. If the Giants they want to trade him, the Giants are asking for a ransom. I mean they're
0: asking for crazy stuff for Odell Beckham. I would never give up. You know, what were they asking for? Two first round picks or yes. the first and a 2nd It's not really and ridiculous. that's why the Rams, the they, the Rams were thinking about it. But I know the Rams got Brandon Cooks instead, so that will not happen now. And Nick, that <laughs> and I don't think they're gonna get rid of the Giants are gonna get rid of Odell Beckham anytime soon. No, they're, not, they're not gonna get rid of him. That's just you know. Put on a
2: blindfold and walk out with a gun, hoping. <laughs> 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 Don't get in. That's all only way. Oh God. All right. <laughs> Look, listen, he—he said he, again.
1: I mean, the, the bottom line is he broke his ankle. He won a big contract. He—he he performed. He definitely outperformed his rookie contract. We all know that. But again, he broke his ankle at the most opportune time. I mean, it, it, it equated to what DeMarcus Cousins did with the Pelicans this year. He tore his Achilles, popped his Achilles in his contract here. So now no one knows what to expect from him forward. And the same thing can be said about Odell Beckham. When he's healthy, he's a top-10 NFL player. But he broke his ankle, and we don't know if he can twist and turn and run all those routes and do all of those great things. I mean, that's what makes him, him. his hands, and his ability to run routes and run past guys. Can he still do that? know
0: oh, right man yeah. all right well, I'm gonna go ahead and move forward with this uh but that was definitely a great way to open up this uh this podcast but uh right now now we're gonna get to one that's gonna be a little now first of all just about thing guys I'm not gonna get into and I'm just talking to all of you for a second I'm not gonna get into politics much it's just not I'm just what make this be a place that we can just try to escape it but but in some cases when it what intertwines with sports like this next topic, It's a Colin Kaepernick situation. Colin Kaepernick had a workout scheduled with the Seahawks. And the Seahawks wanted to know what his plan was long-term, including kneeling. Now, there were some reports that Cap didn't really give an answer. He didn't assure them anything. And there were some, which I definitely think what happened. He said, no, he was not going to stop kneeling. So the Seahawks declined. And what happened, not even 24 hours later in that report, they sign a quarterback by the name of Stephen Morris. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Stephen Morris. They put and signed him. Signed the on Yeah. So bottom line, this is the thing. The NFL pretty much doesn't want them. The NFL doesn't want Kaepernick to kneel. They don't want any NFL players to kneel anymore. They say they've been through this last season they just want to move away from it this is what my opinion they want to move away from it and they just want to get back to playing football and they want to ignore social justice no matter how many programs they want to start they would maybe off the field is fine but away but on the field they want it to be they they want it to so-called be respectful now you two now first of all chris i know you're very passionate about this one i'll let you start off what did you think
1: Listen, man, Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed. I mean, we all know. We can see it. And it it goes back to, do you remember when the Baltimore Ravens owner was was coming out and asking for fans to help him through this situation with Colin Kaepernick? I was looking at that like, help you? Help you do what? (laughs) You know, what is this guy doing? I mean, what did he do? You know, Mm -hmm. and so... The Seattle Seahawks, to a lesser extent, are in that same boat because the Seattle Seahawks flirted with with Son and Kaepernick last year, and uh, and there were guys in the locker room, you know, from what I read, Michael Bennett, you know, and a couple of other guys who supported this, but the Seahawks went against it anyway, and they didn't sign Colin Kaepernick. Right. And then you see guys around the league, uh, you know, you, no disrespect to back backup court. You know what the hell was that? You know, disrespect. Okay, there are guys in this league who are playing quarterback who can't play quarterback like, like Colin Kaepernick can. And it's just it's a shame mm-hmm. to see, like, even more. Like, like did he go to class with us at a Right. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, like, we don't, we don't know this guy. Like, we don't know what he, he can do, what he's capable of. What we know... Colin Kaepernick is that he led the 49ers to a Super Bowl and to to the NFC Championship game. And even in in his last season playing, he didn't put up bad numbers, but he's still relatively young. He can still do some things on the football field. I know that he can start on a team. I mean, there's one team in particular, the Cleveland Browns. He's a guy who can actually play quarterback. And so it's it's ridiculous, man. I mean, this man is. There are people who are, who are crying out about a dog, you know, being stuffed overhead and, 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 and dying. But there are men and women getting killed in the streets. And there's no one crying out and supporting that you know, in the way that, you know, people who look like us are. Right. And so that's scary, man. Like, yeah. you know, people always talk about mis- mixing business and politics and all of this. Colin Kaepernick is, is standing or, or, should I say, kneeling the what he feels is right. You know, mm-hmm. and it's his got to give him right to do that. You know, I wonder what would happen if one of the uber elite players in the NFL, one of the faces of the league, actually started doing this. What would they do then? And then what would they do if you have uh, a J.J. Watt or a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers you're standing up for something that they believe in? Are they going to say, you know what, let the blacklist keep die? Yeah, let's ban this. I mean, are they just going to outright ban you know, God's freedom of speech, the freedom of action,
0: to be able to do the things that they want to do, To the plays that they want to do? I mean, he's not. <laughs> what has he done? Right, and Nick, I'm gonna get get to your point for a second, but I'm looking at it another standpoint. I'm looking at both sides. As far as NFL owners are concerned, I'm not. I'm not here sticking up for them or anything like that. I'm, I'm not sticking up for them right now. But let's say an NFL owner decides to. Sign Kaepernick. You know where the backlash is going to come. It's going to come from the revenue. It's going to come from the hundreds or thousands of fans who had their season tickets. And they wanted to decline it. Because of the fact that this guy, they feel... They, the fans, some fans that feel that Kaepernick is disrespecting the country and disrespecting the flag. And, you know, that type of thing. So I see where the owners are coming from. But at the same time, I don't feel like Kaepernick is doing anything wrong. I feel like Kaepernick is just... like, Like you said, Chris, I think Kaepernick is just doing... At what he feels and what's going on in this country. And there are some things right now that is just very uncomfortable. To, I'm going to just go ahead and say it to the black community. It is. It certainly is. Um, uh, I'll give y'all a chance to respond to that, what I just said. Um, Nick, you go ahead and go first.
1: Well, I you know, as I said, um, I just find it funny how folk want to rally around the, the national anthem and him standing and all that stuff, but you can't rally around his cause or the reasons why he's doing it. But you 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 can come together when it's that, and then five minutes later you back to being who you are, deep down inside. Right. So, I, you know, I think it is it's ridiculous You know, it's his you know American right to do what he's doing. He's not offending anybody. Mm-hmm. He's never just. Dis- I mean, he, he, it's not a disrespect to anybody in law enforcement or, why I say law enforcement, military wise, because everybody have their respect for the military. You know, what they do right. in the country is above, you know, what anybody can ask them to do. And we right. always have respect for them. But it's not about that. <laughs> it's about the injustices that, you know, people are facing in in America that folks are trying, trying to blind eye to because they don't want to see it, but they can right. see it. You know, it, it, it's it only. You know, I always say, just because you can't see within a thirty mile radius or outside your door doesn't mean it's not affecting you. It's still your problem as well. So if nothing is done, mm-hmm.
2: you know, then what? Mm-hmm.
1: But as uh, somebody like Chris was saying about if Aaron Rodgers or whatnot or Tom Brady, I honestly believe they will slap a flag on them and consider it patriotic of what they're doing and market it as that mm. and people would just eat it up but right. I'm not saying it's right or wrong mm. I just think that's how it would go marketing wise right Right. I mean it, you know is anyone checking these NFL owners you know, who are were, who were equating NFL players as slaves on a plantation you know mm. wasn't it, wasn't it the, the, the Texas owner um
0: What's his name? Oh I oh, McNair, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. He was, he was the one that pretty much said, you know, it was like we were running an asylum. And now he, he apologized right. for it, but then now for some, I saw some crazy report that he's going back on his word, which is so weird. It's just so weird. Right. So, uh. so who's checking, you know, cats like that? If yeah. they,
1: who, and again, it means owners' meetings. You know, we're not privy to every conversation that happens in those owners' meetings, but when stuff like that leaks out. And no one is, 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 you know, rallying and and saying, you know, we should get this owner out. You know, this owner looking at these players, I mean, he's clearly telling us how he feels. And they clearly feel comfortable saying how they feel in those sort of settings. And, you know, I think some of that goes into the decision making uh, when it comes to bringing on a guy like Colin Kaepernick because they already have these adverse feelings and views about them. Before they even get on the field, it doesn't matter about uh, the guy's uh, ability to play uh, at that particular point. It's like, you know what? This is my team, you know, and, and we're gonna do things my way. Yes, know, this it's gonna run this way or else. Yeah. And and you know, when you have that mentality, sometimes man, it just it, it, it really is really damning to uh, to not only your organization but also the, the entire league. I wonder how. Players on that team feel how the players on the Texans feel, you know, particularly the young guys, Deshaun Watson and, and, and uh, you know, your boy, um, DeAndre Hopkins, and, yeah. you know, how do they feel about comments like that that their owner makes? Whatever, because the owners, the owners have to understand this. They're not just representing themselves, they're representing, you know, all of the players on that team. So when right. you make crazy comments like that and it leaks out to the media, like now your players have to answer those questions.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: So, again, I mean, I know we didn't, you know, we sort of kind of went off track a little bit there, but as it relates to Colin Kaepernick, the bottom line is, in my opinion, Colin Kaepernick should be playing somewhere in the NFL. He could be a starter, i to say, for a lot of teams. And, again, we mentioned one team, the Cleveland Browns, who repeatedly get it wrong when it comes to finding the quarterback. (laughs) And so, you know, you you have a guy that's proven himself, even though he had a really good team around him. Uh, in San Francisco,
0: when they were going to the NFC Championship game
1: and, and to the Super Bowl, but the guy can still play. And that's, that's all that matters. Right. Before I before before It's I not you... like we're dealing oh. with
2: a, a felon, you know what I mean? or a guy who's repeatedly beating women yeah, and those sorts of things. I mean, it's
1: like we turn the blind eye to what Ben Roethlisberger did. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 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 shut that, just shot that Steph Curry range right there. I like that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, we know what this is about. Um, Colin Kaepernick can play. He should be playing on the NFL roster. And man, if, if Colin Kaepernick ever listens to this, man, look, dude, keep working, man. I support you. We support you. And and yeah, you, know, you keep you keep fighting, man. And keep working and, and and keep speaking and inspiring young people. You have know, to have a voice. Right. And that's ultimately what you want, man. but like you have your voice.
2: hmm
0: Absolutely. And well, Nick, I'll let you get the last word, but Texas owner. Robert McNair. I said McNair, but I want to make sure I get that full name right. Nick, I'll let you go and get the last word.
1: Uh, no, I disagree with everything Chris said on that on that topic with uh, Colin Kaepernick. We all know what it is. It's sad to see that, you know, in 2018 that we're still dealing with these kind of issues.
2: Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Where, you know, you got to stand up and say something sooner. Like you can't just walk around forever and just, and just let things go as it is because, you know, it can very well happen to you. You, right. your family
1: member, your friend, mm. you know so you know he's standing up for a lot of people and unfortunately he's picking a sword for a lot of people as well right yeah let's not forget about Eric Reed as well you know he's yeah. also now being blacklisted and I think a couple other guys who who the sound convicted yeah, yep you know unfortunately you know it's sad you know they it put they it, it label it as business where technically the numbers show business but at the end
0: Reasons why
2: it's being done instead
0: of taking a back seat and letting like, things unfold mm-hmm. just to keep the money in your pocket. And what you said nigga? Oh yeah, God. I I let you bitch before. It's like yeah, Eric Reed. Eric Reed. Uh, the Bengals did ask him about him kneeling as well. But I'm gonna let, but go ahead, Chris. I'll let you go ahead and speak.
1: Yeah, and again, it's funny. Why are they asking him about that? Why does that even matter? Like, I mean, the question they should be asking is, "Can you still play football?" Right. <laughs> you know, and they're asking him crazy stuff. But uh, what I was gonna say was. To a lesser extent, think about what Seattle just did with uh, with Richard Sherman and Michael and Michael Bennett. Like, you still have two very productive guys. And, again, I, I know Sherman was more about money, you know, but these are two guys who also supported back off, you know, and they made a lot of noise about that. And the Seattle Seahawks just let two of them go. Two of them go. I mean, these two guys are, are uh, uh, the future Hall of Famers, you know. And then you say, those guys just walk. There's a reason. And then and then you you have the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Think about that for a second. Seattle flirted with them last year. They flirted with them, you know, uh, this week. And mm. then they let Michael Bennett and Richard Sherman walk out the door. Two guys who supported that cause of jail. What does that say about the
2: Seattle
0: Seahawks organization? Mm. Yeah, it says, it says that they're pretty Think much...
1: Think about that for a second.
0: Let that marinate. Yeah, because they, they, they supported guys that were outspoken at times. And now all of a sudden... It they it seems like they're now trying to get away from that. They just want to get back to football business. They want to, you know, support their 12th man, you know, which is other fans and everything like that. This is what they want to make sure they they want to make sure that they they don't have that type of environment anymore. Which is absolutely, we just like I said, it's sad. It is sad what's going on, and I just hope sooner or later everyone could just sit down, come together, and we all, and just have a conversation and hopefully a mature conversation. There'll be emotion to it. But hopefully one day we can all just sit down. Everyone can, I'm talking about football players and coaches and GMs, everyone just sit down. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I just got one more thing to stay on and I'll let it go. Yeah. I think the NFL owners should take a look at the Sacramento Kings owner who took this took his took the mic to half
1: court after the Stephen Clark incident. Yes. And spoke to the fans. Absolutely. That's all they have
0: to do. Right. Amen.
1: Well, you, you send it there. Yep. You see where you're coming from, you know, they, they, they can see the picture that is bigger than us, and it's all of us, and we got to work together to make sure these things do not happen to everybody. We all are one people, and I thought that was the most,
2: the best thing I've seen in a long time from an owner. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, kudos to that owner, man. Kudos to that owner. And, you
1: have to, sometimes there has to be a little bit of discomfort. Uh, for a conversation to actually happen, you know, it, it's, just, it's just really a, a matter of understanding. And again, there are a lot of people, I mean, we had an incident last year you know, where you know, someone kind of was, you know, gruffing you know, at us, you know, about uh, this issue, and it was just a matter of understanding you know, what it was all about. I mean, if, if you don't understand why someone is doing something that they're doing, and then it, 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 you, you really can't get all bent out of shape about it. And again, I think people just don't understand what it is or whatever. I keep hearing it's about the military and disrespecting the military and disrespecting things. And it's not about disrespect. It's about having your voice and, and, and,
0: and really believing what you, you believe in. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're gonna move on from from that. We're gonna now get step away from the NFL. There'll definitely be more NFL conversations for sure. Well, let's step away from the NFL. We're now gonna to get to the NBA, and yes, the NBA playoffs start tomorrow. Yeah, it's playoff time, baby. Yep. But before we talk, before we talk about the playoffs, <laughs> I want to talk about people who lost their jobs. And the first coach who lost their job. Well, Nick, would you like to explain to everyone who was the first coach who lost their job? I'll have it, Nick talking about. Are you kidding we'll you me? Are you kidding me? We'll give you a It like his name. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Everyone okay, we, we got three coaches that have been fired the last couple of days. The first one that was fired was Nick's coach Jeff Hornacek after two seasons. Right. Only uh, only sixty wins in two seasons and, abysmal, you have yes. Yes, it was abysmal. Yes, absolutely, and but, it didn't really help once Porzingis poor was injured as well, because it actually was not too bad to start with him and these cancer. But once Porzingis went down, things got a little uh, things didn't look too good. Nick, yeah, Nick, go ahead and uh, get, <laughs> tell us your thoughts. <laughs> it is your NBA um, team. I really think David was going to fire Jeff anyway. Um.
1: And they'll go let the season play out If, if uh, Przingis played and they made the playoffs, then they might have played a rap for one more season, but you know, yeah, Jeff, it's been a, it's not been a good run, fam. It's not been a good run. Um, um, I know, you know, Phil had his hands on you in the beginning a little bit, playing with just the system, but, you know, that he had free reign. and, you know, the Knicks, it's, it's, just, it's been a long time, man. It's been a long time. It's, it's, it's been sad to Last year was just the, the worst you know when Oakley got
0: hit, <laughs> smack, s- snatched out of the, the garden. I couldn't believe that <laughs> you know it, it's just been bad, man you know it, you Neil know, is overdue
1: so, you know, Chris Pops I hope he comes back in great form but yeah Jeff I'm really not too disappointed about him leaving yeah it was about that time right <laughs> yeah, it, it was that time two years ago before they hired him right yeah. <laughs> Hey, Nick, know, so yeah. they,
0: they should have called Mark Jackson. Absolutely. I was gonna ask. Mark is a great coach. I was about to ask you, Nick. Yeah, so you think? Right, so you think Mark Jackson is?
1: Ahead, is ahead,
0: yeah. So Nick, you think Mark Jackson is the right coach for you guys? There are coaches, other coaches out there too, but you think Mark Jackson is the guy for your team? Um, right now, I think
1: Mark Jackson. I think he's got that team to help you, Chris Christoph. He's gonna need one more player. I, I think he might be able to scrape into the A C mm-hmm. if he was to take over. Right. But uh, they're gonna definitely need another player and then the Knicks gave Tim Hardaway Genie. No disrespect Tim Hardaway if you listen. <laughs> but buddy boy, they should have gave you on coins, you know?
0: man. They should have gave you on the coins. <laughs> um <laughs> um you good. Yep. Yeah, but on the coins. But um <laughs> There's other coaches out there, you know, uh, like David Fisdale is available. You know, and there's a lot of names that came up. David Fisdale, Jerry Stackhouse, and they'll be, and they'll, they'll probably be names I've mentioned again for some of these other guys that got fired. Um, uh, even including uh, Villanova's Jay Wright. I know a lot of people. That's that's been one report that I've seen, um, floating around. But but are you convinced, Nick? Is there anybody else else out there other than Mark Jackson you want to see lead this team to finally uh, some great wait, season?
1: David Fizdale. I like David Fizdale. You know. Mark Jackson, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's top of some new blood in the, in the coaching ranks. I mean, I just feel like um, Dolan
0: um, is a horrible owner, man. Yes, <laughs> he know? is. That dude <laughs> is, is a, a horrible owner. Pathetic.
1: you know, you're putting out just whatever, you're going out there, playing with your band, <laughs> <laughs> not caring
2: about
1: what's going on with the team, you're just throwing
0: out a product because your know, money's going to keep coming in. Right. and the fans are sick of it man
1: you know yes but you know eventually those them dollars will decrease and you gotta step in and do something out of that to move on you up the team man cause the only reason he was, only reason he was uh, still older and not being listed as band when the fans were protesting for this, is when he got Bill Jackson to put the mouth
0: on it Oh God.
1: You know? and the rest is history
0: <laughs> Chris I'm gonna let you go ahead and say one more thing I'm gonna get to the other two coaches that were fired
1: Um, they're, they're a player away from being, you know, on the bottom part of the, the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but, the, I mean, man, truth be told, this this Eastern Conference is about to be taken over by the Sixers anyway. So, mm. um, New York, you better start getting your stuff together or whatever. I, I think, you know, with regard to a coach, um, I mean, Mark Jackson, from my understanding, is a New York guy.
0: He was a New York Knicks. He talked about the Knicks. St. John's. Um, uh, it seems like an obvious fit Yep. you know but um, I mean Fisdale
1: it still kind of puzzles me like why the Grizzly fire Fisdale over uh, uh, the team with Marc Gasol
2: and
1: I'm like what <laughs> and so you know I mean like you got players like in Georgia like he's
0: the greatest thing to slice bread from what I saw man I mean I like that guy Right. Um. So, you know, Fisdale, I think, you know, will come and, and be a
1: culture changer. You know, and, and maybe, you know, he, he, he probably connects with younger guys better than a Jeff Hornacek or a Mark Jackson. I mean, I know Mark Jackson sort of laid the foundation for Golden State. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, he, I, I don't know that he will connect with younger guys. But I think Fisdale, yeah would be that guy. Jay Wright, man, stay in Villanova. You're building an empire there. Stay there. Yeah. I right. mean. An arena after him. You know, uh, at some point or whatever. So Jay Wright would be smart to stay right where he is, and
2: with with two national titles,
1: man, he could probably command whatever he wants from Villanova. I mean, he's a god, a walking god, dude. Exactly. Cut check, cut check, man. Yeah. Pay hey, the man for real. <laughs> well, stay right here in
0: Nova, man, build your <laughs> empire. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get to the other, uh, another coach. I'm gonna get to two more coaches out. This second one, the uh, Orlando Magic, uh, Frank Vogel was let go. He was fired, and let's just be honest. That Magic team, they they stink. I'm sorry, they they just stink. They got nothing going not for sure them, it. huh? It's a nice way to put it. I have to, I have to, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that I mean that team just had they they have nothing, nothing there. What can he do when you have nothing there? And they, you mentioned it before <laughs> to me with their management. And go ahead and just talk about their management real quick. And, yeah, they should have fired the management. What you want the man to do with that statue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Nah, you know what, you know
2: what really happened with Frank Vogel? It was a no call, no show. And so right. he was like, I ain't coming in the today or whatever. They just fired the team report. He was like, I don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, that, that's what happened with Frank Vogel. I mean, like, man, listen, it's, yeah, like
1: you said, it's a management, man. They make all those horrible draft picks. Uh huh. Like, right. Every single year, it gets worse and worse. I mean, now, Aaron Gordon is not a bad player, but man, the rest of that is trash. Yeah, Alfred
0: gave
2: him up for a second round pick in a
1: attack of, of gum. Exactly. And,
0: oh yeah. Yeah, I'm oh God. Yeah, I mean it's just it's yeah. I just don't understand why people think that this team what what can Frank do with that team? It was like I said, it's terrible. I mean I mean, they have some underrated guys. Evan Forner, I believe I, I pronounced that last name right. Uh, Nikolai yeah, Vuvichichich. Nikolai, Vuv- Vuvijit.
1: Nikolai Vuvijit. Yeah, he's good.
0: Nikolai Vujicic, yep. Alright, well, we've already talked about Aaron Gordon. Uh, <laughs> but here's another one Jonathan Isaac. He was. Yeah. Dr- exactly. Who? I mean, I don't disrespect you, Isaac, man, but really?
1: You <laughs> uh, like you fell into the place, my man.
0: It's not happening. <laughs> in Orlando. Oh my god! And what, Jonathan Simmons? We got Aaron Aaron flalo that, that was probably the highlight of the year. Aaron Afallo getting into a fight with the, someone in the Timberwolves, and that was a real legit fist thrown <laughs> on the court. So Aaron Aflalo, you know, yeah that's-
2: you're right, man. That was a straight up pitch. <laughs> Aaron the follow is dropping the, the magic of the money. I mean, that's just oh man. yeah, man. Yeah. He's he, he straight up, man. He was like, man.
1: give me, that uh, Jonathan He's still good, man. He just, you know, he had to take the check, man. Got, got to get the check, man. You know, he came a long way. Yeah. I get the check. He's a, yeah, I agree. He's a role player though. But yeah, man, when somebody offers you that kind of money, and you've been, you know, broke, you know, not broke, but broke by NBA standards. Um uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, you take that paper. Uh, yeah. So I don't blame man him at all, man. When we look at all the crazy contracts from the NBA, when like, you think about why this guy took
0: the money, like they took the money because they ain't never seen money like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I'm gonna now get to this coach. This coach I did see coming. I've kinda kinda different with it. Um but Steve Clifford. Uh, the Hornets fired Steve Clifford. And yes, we know there's a new man in charge, a GM that you're familiar with, Chris, for your lake that used to work. Yep, Mitch Kupchak is now the GM, and you kind of see it coming that a new coach was going to come through for Charlotte. Now, how do you guys feel about Clifford getting let go? Um, I
1: mean, to all due respect, it really ain't too much of his fault. But yeah, it is time for you to go, Cliff. not producing these these playoffs about the former GM, um, this show. um, You was handing out contracts, uh, like you was at the bar drinking all night, and you just say, you want a deal? Here's your deal. You want a deal? Here's your deal. You want a deal? Here's your deal. He was was offering, that's what you're saying? (laughs) Oh, yes. Because Cassidy got teased that they they can't get rid of the contract. I wouldn't do it. Right. Cody Right. Yeah. I mean, even Nick Batum's
0: contract. You know what
1: I'm saying? That, that contract was crazy, too. Or whatever. Like, I, I wasn't a fan of that contract. I was like, Jesus. He got, like, what? one going to be over five years? I like Nick Batum. But, yeah, he yeah, he got he got a lot of ice on that cake, man. Just a lot of ice on that cake. Right. <laughs> a lot of ice on that cake, man. Marvel Williams. Oh, God. This ain't going from bad to
2: worse. We talked about this or whatever. We talked about how Dwight Howard sort of had a, a year, uh resurrection year. Yeah, you know, yeah, where he just sort of
1: kinda of came back and yeah, again, it's just a case of as I said before, like a, a you know, a guy putting up good numbers on a bad team. What does it matter? Right. You know, like him and Kimball put up good numbers but so what? They, they suck. Right. That this is the bottom line, I put it stuck this year. And I think Cup comes in, he brings some credibility. But you know, like let's not forget Kutchick's exit from LA. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a ceremonial exit. That he got canned because he didn't come through. He couldn't get free agents in the room, and when he got free agents in the room, it was an embarrassment. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, uh, and then you know, listen, the Hornets. I don't know. I don't know what what they need to do to bring bring guys in. Like who who's lining up to sign of Charlotte?
0: Exactly. You, they're pretty much gonna be. It's gonna be someone who has to be drafted. You have to pretty much drag them to Charlotte and convince them that this is good, could be a good franchise for them. I don't think a free agent is gonna be willing to come to Charlotte, even though Charlotte is a nice city. It's a nice city.
1: It's a beautiful city. Yes, absolutely.
0: You know, it's yeah, I like it. I like coming. to great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but, it's, but I,
1: like again, yeah, like you're gonna have to. The Hornets gonna have to make some trades and bring guys in, and then bring in, again, Mitch Kutcher comes with some credibility. Mm-hmm. So again, don't get me wrong, I mean, but his exit from L.A. is, I mean, we, even all the work he did as, as a Lakers GM, his exit is what we remember most. Yes, And, and it, the fact that him and Jim Buss just basically buried that organization. I mean, they're just now kind of peeking their heads out, and you see some growth or whatever, but I mean, they, they just took them down a the road where it took them several years to become the Lakers again. Yeah. And um, so, so again, like I said, Coach brings some credibility to Charlotte, but what about the coach? Mm. Like if you don't get a guy that can come in and command reset immediately, it's really not going to mean a whole
0: lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you guys have any coaches you think that'd be good for the Hornets? Uh, I think the coaches
1: they want to bring people to their organization it's going to have to be David Sizel. Mm. Yep, David is a guy, but David is going to have better job offers. Correct. you know i mean yeah i mean seriously like i mean there they're probably gonna be five to ten teams calling him and his
0: agent and asking you know if he's interested in that job and one of them is gonna be the milwaukee Bucks. and you gotta you know i mean if the Bucks call you and you know the honest is gonna be on that roster <laughs> you turn that job <laughs> Yo, i'm telling you dick yeah. who, what was uh la- one of bitch cup last moves uh what was the free agent signing that we had a good laugh at that night. When it happened. Oh, it's mother, Deng, and who else? You know what's the man name? You know who it is. Markov? Yeah. I was like, God Duh. man, what
2: is, who is
1: in charge? Whose man is this? Did they put a gun to your head,
2: Sam? Put my money in my pocket, I'm gonna blow your brains out. Yeah Chris. As soon as those deals happened, man, I just I threw my phone. <laughs>
1: and, you know, I said, "This can't be." Are you kidding me, man? I know with desperate, but God, dog, I would have went without. I would have signed every G League player on my roster and went full for 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 seventy eight. And called it, I was waiting on the punchline man. I thought it was a joke. I thought it wasn't a joke. I was like, "This." I was like, this really isn't a joke. This really happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they really signed Luol Deng and Timofey Moskov to these crazy, ridiculous
2: contracts that were just, oh my God. Right. So, I mean, we, we can't even
1: get rid of Luol Deng now. We okay. we have a big guy sitting on the
2: bench. Yeah, oh yeah.
1: Nobody wants Luol Deng's contract. <laughs> well, I don't care how good of a guy he is. I mean, so you can do all the you know, uh, philanthropy and and, and service
0: you want or whatever, but no one wants his contract. Oh, man, man. But all right, we're gonna get to it, guys. It's time to talk about the last topic, and we're probably gonna go deep into this one. It's NBA playoffs time tomorrow. Three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, NBA playoffs is open for business, Eastern Time. It will be open for business, and. And I just want to ask both of you, and uh, Nick, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, what's the one thing you're going to be looking for for us the playoffs? Um, for right now, um, I
1: think I'm looking to see what Portland's going to do. Mm. Uh, mm. I think
2: Portland's
1: going to make some noise in the Western Conference, surprisingly. Wow. Uh, I don't say they're going to go far, too far. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Dave Lillard is on a mission and I'm not saying that he's going to run the table and run the course but I just have this feeling that you know this man's on a mission and um, also um, LeBron James you know take how you want King James that's how you like to be known as but you position yourself well yourself well. Um I fear they think he has a guarantee ride to the Eastern Conference as he stays healthy. But then here comes the Sixers because they're going to the Eastern Conference finals. You know you, you know you know I'm gonna talk about this. Keep going this <laughs> they're going to the Eastern conference finals and
0: if they keep rolling like they're rolling and then B comes back healthy <laughs> they got a shot. A shot at what? Just say it. Shot at what? The finals. Didn't you? Oof. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I would like to. Say we're gonna get. We're gonna dig in the, deep into that. Chris, you, you go ahead. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll start by
1: saying this. Um, man, and meet, meet the nail on the head with that one, man. You yes, know, You know, and again, you know, in 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 our text exchange, you know, I, we, we talk about, well, I talk about Philly a lot, and you guys give me all kinds of tech, you know, tech,
0: i I don't remember that. And about uh,
1: being, you know, random or whatever, but, you know, and the fact of the matter is, man, Philly is like, okay, so, let me go back to your original question, like, what's the storyline, or, or the one thing that I'm looking for? Yes. Um, it, it's, it's seen Philly grow. You know, and, and I think what, what, I, what we have with Philly, uh, I, 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 I look at them as, um, you remember when OKC won 23 games in Durant's second season and, and Russell, Westbrook, or was it Russell Westbrook, Westbrook's rookie season or second season, and then the next year, boom, they win 50 games. You right. know, and those guys, what happened with them is that they – they started to realize that they were so good and that they were better than people, and they got cocky. Right. And I think that's what you see with Philly, is that Ben Simmons, like, I mean, again, like, I've already, I, I've always known that he had the cockiness to him, but when they sat him down and said, hey, is any other rookie stood out to you? He's like, nah, nah, Me, I'm, I'm, I'm the rookie of the year. You see what I've done? <laughs> you know, am <and laughs> like, dude, you just straight up let all the other rookies in the face. I'm the sure, Kyle Kuzma, Jason Tatum, it didn't matter. He was just like, I'm the man and I'm here for the long haul. And even in the way that Ben Simmons plays, he plays tough.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, I
1: mean, he this dude is running going, you know, behind the back half court passes and going to the rim and beating his chest and I mean, dude. Mm-hmm. These guys are at a point right now where they are so good and so young that they are about to be Scary, and yes. the thing is, you, you not only do you have two cornerstone superstars in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, you got Markel Stokes. We don't even know what he is yet. What right. if he's a superstar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right? Like, you got Dario Sarge, who, who's a really good player. He just happens to be overshadowed by these other great guys. you got Robert Covington, who is the pro-typical 3-and-D guy. He's a good three-point shooter. He's a great defender. He's going to be on the all Defensive the team this year, maybe 13th. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got J.J. Reddick, who's a lights-out shooter. You know, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, you just, they just have something going. And, I mean, you end the season on a 16 game winning streak. That city is buzzing right now. Go god man. Damn it, what Ben Simmons? 19, 20 years old?
0: Man, like,
1: that guy. And, and again, this, this, you know, this might ruffle some people's feathers, but Ben Simmons is now the best player on that team. I think he's better than Joel Embiid, mm. and that says a lot because Joel Embiid is a top, in my opinion, right now, top ten to fifteen NBA player. Mm. Ben Simmons is becoming that guy. Right. And you know. I've said it before, man, like if LeBron, if he's looking to, to, to maximize how many titles he's going to win and remain in the Eastern Conference, right. man, Philly looks pretty attractive. Yeah. You know, Philly's like
0: that, you know, they, they, they're just standing there waving at you, hey, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to my my storyline, oh, did I cut you off first? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Okay. But my my storyline, I you guys hit some really good ones. Mine's is definitely gonna be the Houston Rockets. And because, you know, there was some people in the start of the season that said that thought that James Harden and Chris Paul wasn't gonna work. They are the number oh. one seed, but now this is that this is now now it's showtime for the Rockets. And especially for Chris okay. Paul. Chris Paul has never, never Bit of Western Conference Finals. If, 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 if I'm if if I'm if I made that mistake, someone tell me now. This is no, now their yeah, time no they're, they're, nah, That man, is that, nah. that is that that is, it is now their time. It is the Rockets have got it. It is now their time to see what they can do. James Harden, you are will likely be the MVP, and then maybe that's debatable. No but, no, no 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 likely he, he is the MVP. as far as but, but far as but, but Chris Paul has you know this is this is their time. Is their, well i'm not saying it's their time to win the title but you know it's time, to, it's, no, time to, it's time to it's time well i'm saying well it's time to show up it's time to show up is what I'm saying it's time for them okay. to show up and it's time for them to go ahead and do this uh in the NBA playoffs it's time it's time The regular season's oh. over there's a whole new season and we'll see where this goes especially with some other good players you know Tucker's not bad. Obviously, I hate to see that La Bamute. <laughs> but you know that's hard. That's a ton of time. I hate to see him dislocate his shoulder. And, you know, yeah. it's just it's just one of those things. I think that they have to really – we're going to see where this goes as far as the playoffs is, is concerned. And obviously, there will be some tough competition for them. But now, we're going to get to some of these matchups. Um, like I said, we don't have to dig deep into all of it. But let's go ahead with it. Uh, we're going to start in the East, get a conference, since uh, the Western Conference is a lot more stronger, in my opinion, as far as matchups. But East Conference is first. You got the one seed, the Raptors. We all know they're from Toronto. I don't think we need to mention what city. You know, you know, let's just go and put the cities. Since this, if this is everyone, let's do for the first time. Let's go and do this. The Toronto Raptors, the number one seed. And they will take on the eight seed, which, to be quite honest, goodness, they underachieved so much. And I understand that this point guard was injured, but they really underachieved. And the Washington... Wizards, and I know John Wall was injured. Like I said, that, that's been crazy. We'll, we'll get to the Wizards in a second. Let's talk about the Raptors first, guys. Do you think that the Raptors are ready to make a move to the East? Well, first of all, if they win, they'll likely have a fit place to face, it, face the Cavs. Do you guys think the Cavs or not the Cavs? The Raptors are ready to make a playoff move. I'll start with you Chris as
1: far as getting on a plane and flying to the next city to play a game <laughs> uh, and then playing it out in the second round. Well, you know, yeah, right? like, it's just like the rappers are like that team that you, you know, it, it's like that child that you saw eating candy bar and you ask them did they eat the candy bar and they look in your face and they say, no, I didn't eat the candy bar. They still got chocolate on their lips or whatever. You can't trust the rappers. <laughs> you can't trust Toronto. And like, I hear all this man listen. They, they had the best record in the Eastern Conference this year. Who cares? Like, no no one is... There's no team... At least, if I'm the Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't fear any team in the East. The only team that I look at as my talent is Philly. You right. know, and I'm pretty sure, and Cleveland won't come out and say it, but Cleveland is looking square at Philly. They're looking past the Pacers because they deserve to look past the Pacers. <laughs> the Patriots are not going to challenge them. You know, they're not paying attention to the Toronto Raptors, in my opinion, because... Just, you know, LeBron James, as long as LeBron James is on the court, your, your team has a chance to win, right? right. Then, but beyond that, it's like when he gets on the court against the Raptors, they 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 get shook. They freeze up. Something happens. You know, and, and you know, Kyle Lowry, you know, he's in decline. He can't do some of the things he used to do. DeMar DeRozan, he, he's a star, but he's not a superstar. He's never been a superstar. And he never will be a superstar. He's the best player on that team. Right. That Blake? well, your best player, you know, yeah, I and mean, he's going to be guarding LeBron, you know, for a lot of that series. So, what kind of gas does he have on the other end to give them 27, 28, 30, 35 points a game that they'll need from him to be
0: successful? Right. Nick, what do you, what are your thoughts about the Raptors? Uh, I see the Raptors
1: at five against the Wizards, and next next
2: round, Cavs at six. I like, i with it two. Okay. But, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's are six, man. I mean, all will be
1: respect. I like the Raptors. Yes, they are number one. But, yeah, that really
0: doesn't matter. Mm. You know, as me said, LeBron James said, <laughs> in the meeting with LeBron James, is you know, right. four, five, six, <laughs> cats, cats are the final. It <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> don't matter. But let, let me say, before I go to the Wizards, uh, just... Let's see. First of all, DeMar DeRozan. People mention good players, but I feel like DeMar DeRozan's name, it gets mentioned, but it doesn't get mentioned as often. Why exactly is that? And I'll start with, Nick, I'll start with you on that one. Uh, because he's considered the old school shooting guard. He's a, he's a jump
1: shooter. He's not the long ball shooter like everybody sees now in the league but he's shooting for the three. Mm-hmm. He's a weak from the mid-range. Right. You know it. Jump shot, he's gonna murder you. Right. He's going shot, uh, a <laughs> little so a coin. I don't know where he might go But that's why he's not considered a because he's, um, you know, not the he's the old school version of a shipping card, in my opinion, which is not a bad. I, I think he's great, but that's just how
0: people see him. I mean, I will put him on my team. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chris, same question for you, Farce of Arter Rosen.
1: Man, you know, uh, you know, like Nick said, he just, again, he's the, the king of the mid-range. You know, and he, he sort of kind of, like when you see him play, again, he, he's a good player. I I, I can't put great player on him or whatever. And I'm not saying that what he what he's done for Toronto hasn't been great. I mean, he's he sort of helped change the culture of that franchise. And then him re-upping and seeing this group has been, it's going to be great for him. I mean, there might be a point in the future where the Toronto Raptors Good up a, the DeMar DeRozan statue. I mean, we don't know. Then, but, yeah, it's his game is, is, is slow motion, in my opinion. He, he kind of moves robotically and methodically. He's been around the court, and he – I know he's added a three-point uh, three shot to his arsenal this year, which is the first time we've really seen this. But, again, man, like, DeMar is is sort of like – I can't find the right kind of player compared to him right now. He's, he's a good – he's a really good player, man. Mm-hmm. And if I had to, you know, uh, choose between, you know, say a DeMar DeRozan and and, and a, a bunch of other guys or whatever, I mean, I, I'd probably put him on my team, but I'm not putting him on my team before I put other elite guys that have more well-rounded skills. Uh, you, know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'd take Klay Thompson before I put DeMar DeRozan. You know, I mean, I'd take... You know, a a couple other guys in the league. You know, a couple other two guards that I would take before I took DeMar DeLozan or whatever. But again, he wouldn't fall below, say, 20. Mm. Oh, not 20 in regard. Not not 20 as it relates to shooting guards, but 20 as it relates to there are probably 19 other Indian players that that I would probably select before I selected DeMar DeLozan. Mm. I don't think... He's better than than 19 other guys. I could probably name 19 other guys better
2: than. I I think are better than
0: DeMar Robinson, when I uh, the position. Hmm. Now I'm, gonna ask, well, I'm actually get the last one last question, but real quickly before, I, so I can go to the Wizards and bash them. Um, <laughs> but, and just the, and, um. But Kyle Lowry. Let's just talk about that. Is he? Is this? He's had playoff jitters for like ever. Pretty much the attacker is. This the year that he finally shakes those playoff jitters off and just start playing some good playoff basketball. Chris, I'll start with you on that one. Um, In short, no. Um, <laughs> again, I, I just explained. I, I think the Toronto Raptors are, are like that
1: kid who made that candy bar and lied about it. Right. You know, they, 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 they gave a cool goals in the regular season. And, again, I mean, I think yeah, we, we, we talk about this a lot. Or we observe the NBA. We watch just about every game, uh, every opportunity we get. And what I saw in the regular season is a bunch of teams just kind of coasting? A bunch of teams tanking, you know, and so that sort of skews what we what we actually see. Or whatever I know for a fact that Golden State and, and Cleveland, although they had some struggle, some of that was related
2: to just uh, a uh, lack of just desire to go out and play hard every game. Yeah, right. I think the best game that I saw all season was what I saw again uh, between Minnesota and Denver on mm. Wednesday
1: night. No mm. one's team played hard. Yes. And you could tell they played hard. And yes. I can't say that I saw another game like that this season. So that said, Toronto gave us a, a full goal regular season. They're going to beat the Wizards, uh, yeah, I'd say five games. In fact, I do as far as to say I think the Wizards are going to get swept. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's a story for another day. And, and again, I'm going to stir it up a little bit here by saying this. I think Bradley Bill proves to to me is that, that he might just be better than John Wall. That game, that's a story for another day. That's that story for another moment. But as far as Kyle Lowry concerns, um, I think you're know, to get you know what you see is what you need at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like he's a young guy where he's gonna be able to transform himself into some super athletic point guard who's just gonna have this amazing series. You know, I, I, Toronto wins their first round series.
0: They meet Cleveland, and they eat semis, and and they even score games in one. Mm, Yeah, let's see. Talk about the Wizards. Uh, You you stated that again. Like, Bradley, you think – why do you think Bradley Beal is the better player than John Wall for the Wizards? So, you asking me that now. Um, I'll ask – I'll ask both of you. I'll start with – I was going to let let Chris follow – Go ahead and keep up going with that one, and then I'll let you go ahead and respond, Nick. But, Chris, I'll let start with you. Uh, what, what, why do you yeah. think Bradley Beal is a better player than John Wall for the Wizards?
1: Well, you know, again, I, I think a lot of, of team sports, uh, you know, when, you, when you're playing a team sport like that, man, your your desire, your attitude, you know, all of those things play a part in your uh, team's ability to play well together. And then, and no matter how, how good or great the player is, you know saying? if that player comes in and disrupts that chemistry you know what saying? That, that's taking place, then it's just sort of, it's like, you know, everyone has this energy, right? You know saying? You, you feel real good about yourself, and then that negative person walks into the room, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. You know, it's, it's like that. It's like, and it was a reason why you had uh, Martin Borchardt and Brad Beal, you know, coming out and making these comments, like, everybody. And all of this stuff, they were taking several shots at John Wall, mm. you know. And John Wall had to come back and defend himself. He stays out
0: for two months, and the Wizards play really good basketball. Right. And he comes back, you know. And particularly that game against Cleveland, I was
1: like, "What are you doing, John Th- they Wall?" They should have won that and, like, game. I mean, it, it, it was it was terrible. Yeah. Like, the last three or four minutes of that game was was exactly what Brad deal and Gortat talked about. Mm-hmm. And John Wall tried to do things that. He's not accustomed to doing, and therefore the Wizards' chemistry has been rocked, and therefore yeah. they're going to be going fishing pretty early in the first round. Their series is now going
0: beyond five games. It could be any... And in fact, mm-hmm. like I said, I think they're going to
1: get
0: swept. Right. It could have been any lower than losing to the Magic in the final game of the season. That, I, I'm sorry, that was about as yeah. low as you can get, But, <laughs> but Nick... You go yeah, ahead. Yeah, Brad, Bradley Bill is, is, is yeah, again. Man, respect to Bradley Bill, man, because he proved a lot to me in that two
1: months. Back. Mm-hmm. And that, that guy's legit. Like he can play. Like yeah, he, he's a two guard that I will take over DeMar DeRozan.
0: All right, Nick, your thoughts on the on the Wizards? And do you agree with Chris about Bradley Bill and any other thing else you want to share about the Wizards? Um, yes, I do agree with about
1: Bradley Bill. You know, I was a little skeptical at first, but I'm like, you know, Bradley Bill is um truth of his worth, of that contract and him being the leader of that team. Unfortunately, I think John Wall's a great player, but I think we talked about this before. Um, I think by all-star
0: break, no later than all-star break next year, John Wall will be wearing another uniform. Ooh. You really both. I know both of you stated that to me uh, before. You you both really think – and I'm going to let Nick continue then and then let Chris follow. You really think John Wall is going to be traded by next season?
1: You know, mm. it's, it's proven that the team was unfortunately the past two months were better without them. And if they can find somebody that can go with Bradley Beal and have just a steady point guard in the mix, then yes, you know, I'm mm. not saying that doesn't mean John only a great player. Just right now, he's not a great fit for the Wizards.
0: Yeah. Um, Ooh, Chris, I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know,
1: we talked about this the other day uh, that you know, not only will John Wall, work, well, okay, so I'll take it a little bit, So I think within the, within the next year, you know, John Wall is going to uh, have a new address. Mm. Uh, he'll be in a, in, a new, uh, in a new uniform. I mean, think about it. You have a guy that, again, just the chemistry of the wizard and you have a guy that, you know, is kind of on a guilty knee, and yeah. he got that Supermax contract.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's just like, wait a second, man. You know what i we, we got a glimpse
1: of what the Wizards could be without John Wall when he was out for that two months or whatever. And so if I'm the team, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, you know what, let's build this team around Brad Beal. Let's mm-hmm. go get us the true point guard mm-hmm. uh, that, that you know, can can give up the rock. Let's go you know, find some other pieces to build around Bill uh, Because you can't replicate shooting, man. And Brad Beal can shoot, man. He can defend Ooh. And and that for a lot of an NBA player. And mm. then like, you know, John Wall you know, again, he he, he I think he peaked. I, I don't know that you get much more
0: out of John Wall than what you what you currently see. Mm. I mean goodness good. I mean I like John Wall personally, but I mean if you both say so, I mean we'll see what happens next season. It's gonna be interesting next year. But I'm gonna move on to uh Cavs and Patience. I think we've talked about this a lot. I know we won't get too deep into this one, but uh do you guys yeah. think? Here's, let's start with this one. Uh, how far? What, what do you guys think about the Pacers? Do you think the Pacers can actually uh, scare the uh, Cavs a bit? Maybe take this a little bit further than people expect it to be. And Nick, I'll start with you on that. Um, I think that
2: the only people who get the most approved player and mm. Cavs and case- <laughs>
1: the fact, right? You have to because over Deep became a better player. Uh, you know, but yeah, I man. You no, know, you know, like I mean, you gotta be kidding yourself if you think the Indiana Pacers a doesn't have a chance to beat Cleveland more than one time in a seven game series. I and mean, again, LeBron James alone and the fact that he's on the court, um that that, that you know, any time LeBron James, and listen, man, I'm, y'all know me, man. I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan, and then will be. You know what I Like when they got this as a father, and when he does off the court, man, that inspired
0: me. Yeah. But when LeBron James on that basketball court, um, and, and, and there's a team like the Pacers. I mean, they're just they're overmatched. I mean, they, they don't stand a chance. Right. I mean, what do you, as far as the Cavs? Uh, we know LeBron is going to be LeBron. He's going to take this team as far as he can take them. Is there any other players that you guys feel that need to step up during this playoff run for the Cavs? Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Yeah, Kevin
2: Love. Mm. You know, and I mean, that was easy. You Mm. know, Kevin Love has been the guy who's been so screwed up. In fact, Kevin Love is the Cavs' case, though. Like, Mm. everything that's wrong with Cleveland is Kevin
1: Love's fault. You (laughs) know, it's never anyone else's fault. And there have been plenty of times where this year. Last year where I saw
0: LeBron James not playing a lick of defense and you know everyone's blaming Kevin Love. I'm like, what did Kevin Love do? Right. You know so, <laughs> like I, I think Kevin Love
1: because there's no Kyrie to rescue LeBron. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Everyone, Kevin Love has to step up and he and some some way somehow he got he got to turn into
0: that Minnesota Kevin Love. Yeah. Like they gotta get you twenty six and fourteen. And the the champs are gonna consistently need that because you know Tristan Thompson's got the Kardashian Jinx. Well, God. um, ain't that ain't a lot. I I tell you right now that you know he wouldn't say Jinx right now. That's a lot going on with Tristan Thompson right now with Chloe and those girls that he kissed. Well, that's another story for another day. But anyway, let's go. Let's go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean at least on camera. At least on camera. There's other things, yes, that he definitely did oh uh, uh, well. <laughs> man yeah right like, just, kiss
1: just follow me into this hotel <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but back to you were saying Chris go
0: yeah kiss, no typically right. yeah, you know, no, man Kevin Love has to step up and he has to be he has to be great he
1: can't be good you know mm. Kevin Love has uh, it has pressure on him Um, and, and I think you know Ted if we
0: flip you know over to the the West I don't know if it's time for that oh you know, there's time but, there's time we got time you know
2: yeah, no I, I
1: think Chris Fall. Yeah, you know Chris Fall. He you know, has has a considerable amount of pressure on him as well. I'll tell you one thing. Chris Fall needs to have somebody on his hamstrings around the clock because, see, like the last three years, he's he, like pop his hamstrings, like in the playoffs. I'm like, wait, the same injury again?
2: No.
1: So, you know, Chris Fall, he he doesn't want that title, man. He doesn't want that to be. Labeled as a guy who can never get out of of, of this, you know, of the second round, you know, and never get to the finals, and yeah, I mean, he's an all-time great point guard. We know that. Yeah. You know, but can he win when it matters? And he has not done that yet. Right. So Kevin Love and Chris Paul both have an immense amount of pressure on them. But I think,
0: yeah, I guess now when I think about it, maybe maybe Chris Paul has more pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, Nick, uh, go ahead with yours. Who do you think is the, uh, time to step up for the Cavs? Is there anybody else other than Kevin Love you want to see? Let me ask you this one, though, Nick. What do you think of uh, uh, two former Lakers? I know Chris is going to talk about this one, too. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. and Jordan Clarkson. What, what do you think their roles will be in this series? Mm. And, and Ronnie Hood. Well, I guess and when Ronnie Hood gets back, whenever he gets back. What do you think? Of the, of... I, will, I do think that uh, with uh, Kevin Love, I think he is going to answer the call, but I really am relying
1: on um, those two Laker players, Larry Nance and uh Jordan Clarkson. I mean, mm. I would say Jarrus Smith, but we don't know how excellent he is. Yeah. But <laughs> one game he could hit seven threes, and the next three games he scores zero. Exactly. All right. But I expect a lot out of such as Jordan Clarkson. Um, yeah, a lot going to be relied on him. You know, he's going to have to play like a starter or become a starter. Because you know George Hill, he's good, but you know. I'm not expecting George Hill to do a whole lot, you know. Uh, it's time for, I think it's time for Jordan Clarkson to make his fame, uh, but not his name. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I hope he's not asking him to defend because as a Laker fan, I watched him not defend anyone. Yeah, he ain't going to do that. But he got to put up
2: numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, he, has, he got to score for man. And I mean, Larry Nance-Dillier, you know, has, has to defend. I mean, I think that...
1: Larry Nance, man, that was hard. That was a hard pill to swallow. You that know, Larry Nance being traded. Yeah. yeah, I understand why we did it though. But yeah, Larry Nance has to be that guy get football, that gets loose balls, that defends, that can switch everything. Uh, because Kevin loves defenses. I mean, he's he's again, he's another one of those guys who's not really into playing defense. He can't move well. Um, and, and that's why they're gonna play him at the five and you have a guy like Larry Nance play the four, and you can just kind of switch everything. So, yeah, those guys are going to play vital roles. I mean, they won't, they won't play as big a role in, in this first round series, but when you play that second round series against the Raptors and, and you get to each type of finals against Philly, in my opinion, then, yeah, you're going to have to be able to switch everything. And God
0: knows, you get to the NBA finals against Golden State, oh, yeah, I said it. Oh. <laughs>
2: Again <laughs> you know, when they go to that small lineup and you got Draymond Green at the five, Lord
1: knows, man, that, that death lineup that Golden State throws out at you. If you can't if you don't have guys that can move, oh man, you're you're done. I mean you're gonna get beat by twenty every
0: game. Right. <laughs> but let me still let me go to the next series. Uh this won't be this won't take long. I'm just gonna ask you guys what how soon I know it, it looks like you guys are gonna be, pick the Sixers over the heat. Anyway, how many games? Hello? Yeah. How many? How many? How, how many games? You guys, you think? How many games do you see the Sixers going against the Heat? Well, six. Yeah, like a, <laughs> that's like ai say 6 I say six. I take six because again, Joel Embiid
1: is not going to play. Right. Um. And, and and this is you know again this is kind of the first time that the, the Sixers have been on this stage but you don't really know how those young guys are going to react to being on the stage so I, I can see them I can actually see them losing game one you know what I'm saying and coming back and,
2: and, and taking say like a 3-1 lead and then losing game five and then closing it out of game six right. so
0: I, that,
1: that's
0: why I it. all right Dick what about you uh, that's a fair uh, assessment from
1: Chris on that
2: one but yeah I would say uh, I would still call it a sweep ooh um, <laughs> 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 oh, man, I mean, that's a disrespectful man <laughs> Eric Foster, man. You can't disrespect Eric Foster, man. <laughs> you can't do that. That man, that man just had a, a new father, man. We gotta get him some credit. <laughs> but, uh, he's a great coach. He's a great coach. And they are a good team, but I just
0: feel like the Sixers is just rolling, man. I mean, D-Wade can only hit so many big shots. Somebody else gotta do some Yeah. white <laughs> 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 Exactly. And I can't wait to see him white side of Embiid going at it and I think that'll be definitely fun oh, to watch. When yeah, when they get a chance. a
1: after
0: the game. Exactly. But Embiid is not again. I, I don't know that Embiid is expected to play in this series. Yeah. I think I, I I personally think if if uh the Sixers win the first game, I would sit out and be wow. for game 2. Uh just, you know, just give them enough time to heal and just you know, just let them let them heal and let them get ready uh Deeper into the postseason. Now, this next series, this is the last series of the Eastern Conference, uh, which I think is going to be pretty interesting. Um, a short-handed Celtics team, unfortunately, though no, Kyrie Irving kind of breaks my heart because I actually did want to see Kyrie Irving in the postseason with the Celtics, but that will not happen. But it'll be a short-handed Celtics team going up against Giannis and the Bucks. And notice I didn't pronounce his last name. His last name is so you know it's so hard. <laughs> but it's Giannis. and the – say say it again. The cupo. There it is, what Nick just said. <laughs> so, what do you both see, uh, Nick? I'll start with you. What do you see that series going with the Bucks and Celtics? Uh I would say it's Celtics and five. You think? Wait, you th- wait. You said the Celtics and five. Yeah. You say? I, mean, I just think.
1: That, uh, I, think the, the, I think the Bucks can't do it, but I just think a lot of internal stuff going on that's not allowing that thing. That's not going
0: to happen. I don't agree. I think y'all happy in the playoffs, but they should be like the number three seed. They shouldn't be
1: number seven. You think they should be like top three in the East? If Jason Kidd would
0: stay with the Bucks, they would at least be a top four team mm. in the East. Wow. In my opinion. Wow, I just I can't believe you're saying five games. I'm, I'm actually stunned by that with the group that they with the Bucks have. I mean, they have Giannis, they have Eric yeah, Bledsoe. A great group. They, well, they. I like them a lot, but I think there's some dysfunction. Mmm. Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, Giannis, and Jabari Parker, I think that's a pretty good group, um, considering the fact. But Chris, I I'll, I'll let you respond. What do you think about that prediction? Hello. Oh. Chris, there. Hello. 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 I guess we lost him. <laughs> yeah, we lost him.
1: I got to, I got to
0: put him back on. Yeah. I mean, well, let me go. Well, Nick keeps doing that, guys. I'm gonna just go ahead and say this. Um, there's a player that I definitely like, uh, for sure, and that's um, Jason Tatum for the Celtics. I think that's one rookie that I think is getting overlooked, obviously, and rightfully so, because Ben Simmons and Jabari Parker, you know, ben, you know, Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell are definitely great rookies. But I think Jason Tatum is definitely doing his thing this year, man. I I just really, I, I like his future with the Celtics. And I think every and I, I truly believe that the Celtics will do well. This series is gonna be tough for me, man. I don't know if I can pick him, but one point guard Terry Rozier, I think this is a good time for him to do his thing. Nick, is he back up? I'm about to add him. Let's see. Okay. But yeah, we lost Chris Wallace. Chris but Chris is you know, but I was one here for Nick Nick, I just can't why you get him, Nick. I just can't believe that you picked the Celtics at five. I can't believe it. I definitely can't believe, I just I'm stunned by that. Um but uh anyhow, I think the Celtics shorthanded is gonna be very interesting. Like I said, Terry Rozier is definitely point guard. I'm definitely gonna watch in this series.
1: I got issues all
0: now. All right, Chris, are you there? I
1: am here, man. Okay. I'm sorry about that. You know, when you're in the country, man, anything to be-
0: <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> let, let's go to, uh, but but Nick Nick mentioned that the, uh, Nick said, made this prediction. Nick, go ahead and make that playoff prediction one more time. And
1: so, I see the
0: Celtics beating the to five games. Whoa, you said the Celtics defeating the
1: Bucks to five? Yeah. And yeah, go ahead and they get You sure expl- you you sure you weren't at the bar? Yeah. <laughs> more dysfunction in Milwaukee than is being shown. I think with management and coaching, they have the players, but I think they underachieve as well this year. They should be a top-four in these. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that Giannis would be the league's MVP at the beginning of the year, but they needed to win 50 games for that to happen, and they didn't. And, uh, you know, that's why I also think that Giannis – Giannis is attainable. Like, as crazy as this sounds, I think if a savvy team comes with an incredible offer to the Milwaukee Bucks, they might be able to get Giannis Antetokounmpo in their uniform, and and you want to do that. Like, he's a year away from being the best player in the league, and I'm not afraid to say that. Mm. Um, But as far as the Celtics, without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward, um, defeating Milwaukee at five, I can't agree with that. I, I think I think Boston because they're battle tested, they're tough, they they defend. But let's not forget, like the guy who sort of epitomizes that, Marcus Smart, is not going to play. No. So, you know, you still have to guard Giannis, You still have to guard Javari Parker. You still have to stay in front of Eric Bledsoe. Like I don't know that that Boston I don't know that Boston survives that series. And if they do it's gonna take a gritty, gritty effort and some mistakes by Milwaukee for them to win. Mm. Yeah. I, I I think because you know I recall when Jason Kidd got fired, how distraught Dallas was about it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's not a good sign when your star no. player is really upset about a coaching change that really didn't need to happen. Um, I think it was more personal than anything. But the only thing that's going to rectify that is what the new
2: coach would probably be, David (laughs) Fisdale. I think think they can get out of the series, don't get me wrong, but I just think what the state they're in, the way
1: they've been slipping, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make it out the first round. Oof, but, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Oof. Well, like, well, that's, that's a tough one, then, Nick. I mean, uh, again, I can't totally disagree with you. And saying, but at the same time, man, like uh, the Bucks, in that series, the best player on the floor is Giannis. Like, by far. Like, there's no one in the stratosphere of Giannis on the Boston Celtics team. And so, when you have the best player on the floor in any series, like, your team should have a chance to win that series. And, sure. Uh yeah, you know, and you're right. There's, there's dysfunction in Milwaukee for sure. But let's not let's not blame it all on the Milwaukee front office because Jason Kidd has burned bridges before. You know, I mean, there's a reason why he played for about 15 different NBA teams. You know, nah, he didn't play for 15 teams, but you know what I mean. He played for several teams. You know, and he was the coach in Brooklyn and he burned the bridge there. You know, and he, he came to Milwaukee and he burned the bridges there. So is this all management or is this part Jason Kidd as well? Mm. He can be big to kill all he wants, but at the end of the day, your star player is disgruntled. And I, ever since then, I haven't. I mean, it's been glimpses, but it hasn't been what it was. In my mm. opinion, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did, but he still he came on 50 minutes and did a 50 minutes interview, talking uh, like making praise in Milwaukee and talking about how this is like the right place and the right type of environment for I him. Mean, he talked about being able to walk out of public and not be bothered. So I think he's sold on Milwaukee, man, regardless of who's the coach there. And like like you just mentioned, man, the next coach, David Shinsdale, man, he's a player's coach. And he ain't letting Giannis walk out that door. Giannis is probably going to sign his Supermax extension when his contract is up in two years. And, and we'll forget that this Jason kid not even happen. The one thing I do credit the Dixon kid was doing is turning Giannis into a point forward. That was the smartest thing and the best thing that ever happened to Giannis career. Mm okay
2: well uh, let's just look at this uh, mm-hmm. they played Milwaukee
0: a few nights ago and they got smacks I mean smacks mm. <laughs> it's like the Sixers a few nights ago right. uh, 130 to 95 yeah that was sixes right mm-hmm. smacks mm. I mean that don't look like I mean I understand you know it's towards
1: the end of the season that you know it's not showing me you know I mean, okay, they beat the Magic. Who can't
2: do that? Exactly. The Wizards facts. Those are facts. They play the Knicks, beat the Knicks. Who
0: can't do that? You know? And they lost to Brooklyn April 5th. Right. <laughs> yeah. but, but, Nick, they, they weren't
1: necessarily playing for playoff positioning. Like, their position wasn't necessarily going to be affected. Um, and then, like, I mean, Man, hey, let's forget what Golden State did. They let the egg against Utah the last game of the season. All three of they they got played Draymond, Clay Thompson, and uh, Kevin Durant. They got beat by Utah by like,
0: 30 or 40 as well. Yeah, but we all know how that story going. Mm. You know, regardless of you know, <laughs> what you look like, you know, they're battle-tested. Right. But look, look, before I get let me just say, let's let's apologize to the Magic real quick. We've, we've, we've completely destroyed them <laughs> throughout this podcast so far. I don't know how many times, but um, that's just me. Um, <laughs> but um, let's. Uh, but I'm gonna say this is one player, and I'm gonna move to the West. We're gonna learn about Terry Rozier in this postseason, aren't we, Chris? Because Chris, you have been very, very, very big fan. Well, not. I'm not gonna say a very big fan. But you definitely like him on the court. Just share with people what you think Terry Rozier will do in this postseason. Man,
1: Terry Rozier is a. First of all, he's a starter in this league. You know, and like people are gonna find that out very quickly because when he's in a New Orleans Pelicans uniform <laughs> you know, in another year <laughs> along with Jason Tatum in another year when J. Davis is over in Boston. But no, we you know, carry <laughs> Rose here, man. He's he's a really, really, really good young player and there are gonna be a lot of teams, you know, that, that that want his services uh here in the near future. Uh but this playoffs man, without Kyrie you know, you're, you're going to see, you know, what, what you get from Rozier the a guy that says, who can who can shoot, who can get to the rim, and who, I mean, he's tough as hell. Like, I mean, he, he's just super tough, you know, and, like, he, he defends hard. He plays hard. And, like, that's all you can ask for out of out of NBA players, man. Like, play hard, man. Give your best. Do, do everything that you can. Maximize, you know, your physical gifts and your ability to actually play basketball. And, and I think, you know, that guy, man, he, he's going to be an important piece, and people are going to see they're going like, like, this guy can actually play ball. Man, maybe we need to look into the, the trying to acquire
0: this guy. Right. Um, Nick, what do you think about Terry Rozier? Yeah, he's definitely a, a starter in this league, man. You know, he, um, of course, has been overshadowed
1: because of Kyrie. But, yeah, um, he's going to show in his playoffs, in my opinion, why he should be started. And, you know, teams are
0: going to be lining up to try to pull him away from uh, Boston. Mm. Yep. Oh, boy. But, all right. Let's make. Let's do this now. Let me do it real quick, Progres. Who plays the Eastern Conference Finals and who goes? Who represents the East in the finals? Cleveland,
1: like right? Cleveland, easily. Cleveland versus Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals, and Cleveland beats Philly. Yeah, you know Again, I think what you're gonna have in this Eastern Conference Finals with Cleveland, Cleveland, and Philly. Even if the Cavaliers are going to beat the 76ers, I think you're gonna see some semblance of a torch being passed to
2: the to the
1: Philadelphia seventy sixers because they're up next. Mm-hmm. Like they they are up next. I, I, they they resemble. They again, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Like we're, we're looking at Oklahoma City two You hopefully they don't do the same. You know, silly thing that San Francisco did and and, and and give away Jimmy Harden before they can actually see what they have.
0: Right. All right, Nick. Do you have a prediction? Uh, I have to agree, man. You know, as much as folks you can
1: bet against LeBron all you want, man, but the East Conference is shaky, and the only team that can battle him right now is Philly and I don't think when Philly gets to Cleveland,
0: Cleveland's gonna go on top like Chris said in the passing of the torch and you know you might see LeBron in a new blue and white you know. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Yeah, man, oh right wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, did, <laughs> did y'all just did y'all just say LeBron James is gonna be with the Sixers next year?
1: I mean it's not a it's not a bad move. I mean I'm looking at uh, Philly's uh, payroll right now and uh, yeah rookie deal after rookie deal after rookie deal. Woo. You know, he can get what he wants and nobody else will get another contract until twenty twenty one.
0: Right. So so Joel and, love, Joel and B will get a new contract. Oh you already got a new contract. Right. So twenty twenty one. That's when
1: the next Big contract were called, and that would be Ben Simmons. Oh. Right. I mean, just think about that lineup, man. You have, dude. You have Ben Simmons and JJ Redick in the backcourt. You have, you know, uh, Robert Covington at the three. You have LeBron James at the four, and Joel and at the five with Sarge and Markel Fultz. You know, and and uh, and what other guy? T.J. McConnell. Uh, T.J. McConnell. I mean, you can think about that, man. Mm-hmm. You you have not only the best player in the league, you know, and one of the top ten players ever in LeBron, is it who's sort of kinda of coming in and, and quote unquote completing the process, you got two young cornerstones who are just you know, just oh my God, they're on the cut being top ten players in the league and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and then you have, you know, sort of this you know, tries in the box, and Marquel Fultz. You don't really know what Marquel Fultz is yet. Again, he could be a bust, but you know, he, even if he's a butt, who cares? Like you have, you you found two gems already, and you have LeBron to them. The only thing that, the, the only potential problem I see with this is LeBron taking the ball out of Ben's hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, it's, it's the same issue with LeBron point to the Lakers. I think LeBron James takes the ball out of Lebron's hand. And I don't think it benefits Ben Simmons a lot of the ball uh, in that sense. But if LeBron James can ever learn to play off the ball, and let Ben Simmons do his thing and mentor Ben Simmons, man, dude, they'll they dominate the East for the next five years. Ooh. Like LeBron James, at this point, he has to maximize the years that he has left. He has two, two dominant LeBron-like years left, in my opinion. I mean, you can already see him slow down. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he can't rely on his athletic gifts forever. I mean, he, I know he had some throwback dumps this year, and yeah. you know, I mean, you look at his numbers; he has career-high rebounds and assists, or whatever. But oh,
0: yeah.
1: how how much longer can he do that?
0: Exactly.
2: Oh man. Yeah, and
1: then if he goes to Houston, you have two primary ball handlers. And again, we yeah we were skeptical; we didn't know if Chris Paul and James Harden could do their thing, right? Right. And, and Chris Paul took a backseat to James Harden. Mm-hmm. You think LeBron James is gonna take the back seat to James Harden? You gotta be out of your dad's online. This dude's in his prime. He's to the back seat to James Carden. No. <laughs> you know James Carden ain't taking the back seat to LeBron, and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, James Harden is about to be the league's MVP. I,
0: I'm not taking a back seat. No, absolutely not, absolutely not. But I'm gonna go now to the Western Conference. Um, Rockets and T Wolves. We won't dive too much into this because I assume we're all gonna assume that the Rockets are gonna win this series. Uh, uh, and just how how many games? Just let me know how many games real quick. And uh, just yeah, just let me know how many games real quick. Nick, I'll start with you. Five. all because of Jimmy Butler and Cat, but five because uh, Andrew Wiggins. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, oh. Oh wait, wait. <laughs> but get ready, everybody. Get ready, because I know I've been waiting for this. Go ahead, Nick.
1: Andrew Wiggins is not performing to his contract. No. Andrew Wiggins will be on the trade block next year.
2: Ooh, if he's already on the impact.
0: Yep. Ooh, put him in that John Wall envelope. Uh, oh, oh man. See so y'all, pretty. Uh, go ahead, Chrissy. I know you want to say something about Andrew Wiggins. Go ahead and respond to it. Oh yeah, now I'll say this first: Rockets are six, but it's gonna be a very, Whoa. very tough year.
1: Wait, Did you say six? I, I, I think Minnesota. Yeah, you I think, think six. I think Minnesota is is. In some ways, a little bit similar to, to Philly. You know, when I said they're sort of like the OKC Thunder, But I think Minnesota has an identity issue. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler thinks that it's his team when, in fact, it's Downs team. You know, and like that, I mean, Carson Townsend is, is, again, another year away from being a top-ten player in the NBA. I mean, he might already be a top-ten player. Then, and, and God, knows Andrew Wiggins, poor Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Poor Andrew Wiggins who just signed a $150 million contract is whining about being a third option, bruh. bruh take your money, you know, and the next year, take your money to wherever you get traded to. I mean, you know, the Chips still cash. right? You know, but he just, like when I saw Andrew Wiggins as a rookie and a second year player, and I, I remember specifically one game when he was guarding James Harden. And I was like, dude, like this dude, I, I, I thought we were looking at you know, the next great defense player in the league, and, and I remember talking about him being like the next
0: Tracy McGrady offensively, but he's trying, He's making me look stupid. Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> he's making me look bad. And I'm, I don't like looking bad. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a show, Let me tell you all these stats real quick. 2014, his rookie season, 16.9 16. points per game. 2015, his second season, 20.7 points per game. 2016, he averaged 23.6 points per game. Now, this season... He is only averaging, and with his new contract, 17.7 points per game. Now you tell him, what a drop off. What's well, the field goal percentage? Field goal percentage this year? Uh-huh. This year was 43.8.
1: That's fine. Good enough. Mm. What did he shoot from
0: 3? 33.3%. His free
1: throw percentage was
0: 64%. Th- three pointers was 33.1 for what I'm seeing right now. Uh-huh.
1: So you got 43, 33, and 64. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah, that ain't going to cut it. You know, and again, I know he sort of had to, you know, kind of fall into a role because Jimmy Butler came over. You know, but if you realize that you're not getting the touches and the shots or whatever, you know what? Play decent. Mm-hmm. You know, in Minnesota, like, when you think about getting Jimmy Butler and already having Carl Anthony Townsend and, and Wiggins, man, I thought they were going to be one of the the, the more elite teams in Manchester. Yeah. They they were not an elite defensive team at all. -mm. Um, And and Andrew Wiggins, I think, the way that, when he watched him play this
0: year, man, it's like every time he got the ball, I felt like he wasn't going to give it up. I was like, he's just out there jacking up shots. Yeah. I mean, I just can't, I just don't, I'm I'm a little amazed myself. I thought he was going to be a little bit better with, you would think he'd be motivated to be better with Butler on the court, but it just hasn't happened. I, I'm just, I'm just amazed by that. I know, and you know, Thibodeau is going to run, run everybody, uh, all their starters, uh, until they're completely exhausted in this series. And, and they're going to need all the energy they can get with this Houston Rockets team because they will light it up. They'll light it up. They'll speed the game up when they want to. They'll shoot their threes and they will pretty much piss them off. Um, <laughs> so we, like I said, we, I think we've said enough about the Rockets already. Um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and move on to the my to me the most in my opinion the most intriguing playoff series in the first round, in my opinion, the Thunder and the Jazz. Now, right. just my opinion. I think it'll be a tough series. I think this is a, a, a this series could potentially go to six or even seven games. Yes, I said that it could go to six or seven games. Now, what? The Jazz win? All uh, right. <laughs> you wait. You are you? Are you saying the jazz? one do you say? Did, wait, Chris. You just said the jazz going this series? Yeah, I don't trust
1: OKC. The only team I trust mm. the OKC against is from Golden State. Hmm. You know, like the Golden State Warriors bring bring something. Yeah, they they bring the best out of OKC, but you can't trust OKC either. Right? Because again, like Melo, mellow is done. Okay, let's just go ahead <laughs> and yeah, this playoffs is Melo's done. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is, is one of the great ball hauls of all time, and Paul <laughs> George looks lost. Mm. So, I mean, I know he scored 40 the other night, whatever, but that's because Russell Westbrook only took three shots, and right. he's chasing back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like, I mean, let's be honest here. Like, dude, to do anything with three points, uh, what, 20 rebounds and 17 assists, dude, you chase that. Right. You know, you average 23 shots a game and you take three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, OKC has looked long-crawling. I know there, there was a point in the where they kind of got some things together, but Utah is too great a team defensively, you know And they play together, which is something you don't see with OKC Thunder. And again, I think that, you know, they get eliminated in the first round in seven games like Utah, and Paul George goes ahead and packs up and. It's his
0: new newly minted Lakers jersey. Oh, before I get to Nick, I'm just gonna ask you this about Donovan Mitchell. Is this gonna be his com- his coming out series here? this is this gonna, is, uh, he's, already, he's already come out. Well is this, this well what, is. What, what, what what I mean what I mean by this is it's gonna be like a whole new audience. You know you know those casual fans that don't really know much other than maybe the few players that we know already. Is this gonna be is this gonna be the series? Is this gonna be the you know what I'm saying? Is this gonna be the series attention? Yeah. Well you think this is the series that will take Ben That Ben, excuse me. Donovan Mitchell to the next level, and people will finally recognize him as getting ready to be one of the best players for many years to come.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do think so. I think, you know, uh, the more I watch Donovan Mitchell, the more I look at a young Dwayne Wade, mm. you know, and it's just like, you know, I, and coming out of Louisville, uh, I, you know, I, I was like, you know, this, this kid is all right. You know, he, he looks pretty decent, you mm. know, but it's just like he he has a it factor, man. He's He's full of energy, he has some athleticism, and, and I mean, I'm just completely disrespectful uh, with what Ben Simmons said. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying Ben Simmons shouldn't have said that or whatever. I mean, be yourself, and, and if Ben Simmons is a family being himself, but Donovan Mitchell is a great rookie, you know, and he has the potential to be a great player if he keeps working, and, you know, you you got there, Go you got shooters on that team, man, those guys, you Utah's beating locations, and Donovan Mitchell is... is He's going to sort of burp up to the scene as like the new Nick guy.
0: Mm. Man. Nick, your thoughts on uh, this series? Uh, I would really like to say OKC okay, in six or seven, but I really have a strong feeling that Utah will pull it out. Mm. In
1: six, um, I'm considering uh, everybody knows a lot of folks. My listeners
0: to think I'm crazy, but you know, greatest Russell Westbrook is. He's Alavas two point oh. Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> explain that. You got to explain that. You can't just say that. Then you got to explain that one to me. What What do you mean by but, two point oh? You know, um, is a great player. I love Al You
1: know. Yep. Yeah, but you know, he he could never do it with anybody. You know, he was just jacking up shots, you know, you know, he had to take with a bunch of role players who's going to set him jacking all the shots and doing whatever he wants to yeah. on the court. Mm. And that's
2: just a recipe for maybe making it to the finals mm. and losing it in five. Mm. Um, which he did. Mm. Uh, Russell Russell, he has great players around him. You So, know, yeah, him a little lost his staff, but Paul George is an elite player.
1: Yes. Right now he's looking like just an all star player. Yeah. Mm. That's it. And, you know, the big throw and Depot when he was in OKC, you know, he just looked like a role player. And now he's all star, most improved player. James Harden, when he left, wow. all star, now he's a MVP candidate. Kevin Durant, mm. you know, rest is history. Yeah. Um, and, I'm not saying that Russell Risper can't can't play with folk but you know it's just proofs in the play man it's just showing his stats you know. you know as great as he is you know he, he kind of is his own enemy sometimes when the game's on the line he makes some real
0: irrational decisions with the ball hear <laughs> night man <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I, I just like this series a lot, and you know, I, and who knows what's gonna happen? I tell you, if if the if the Thunder lose early in this series, goodness gracious, that Paul George talk is going to explode quickly. And what will he do next? It is going to be all over social media, and people are going to really want to know where Paul George is going to go next. We'll save that for another day, Chris. I know where you would like for him to go next, but we're gonna save that
1: <laughs> <for> another- <laughs>
0: You say what, now? I said, you. we know what he's doing
1: there. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, he's been flirting with the Lakers for the last two years. Man, <laughs> made to be Al Jerry West, man. Get Al Jerry West. Oh, the Clippers. That, you know what? That, that's what scares me. You know, that he is in LA as well, so. Uh, yeah. Don't uh, you know make moves, man. Don't make moves. Oh, yeah. You, you can make moves to get Kobe and Shaq in the same place. You know, you, you, I mean, you're doing your do thing, man. But yeah, no, yeah, to, to Nick's point about Russ Westbrook, and, and I'll, I'll leave Russ Westbrook alone, but he needs, you know, like he said, like Nick said, like he needs guys like Stephen Adams and Andre Robertson, like, you know, complimentary players who have a specific role. Like, Stephen Adams, your role is to defend and rebound. Andre right. Robertson, <laughs> your role is to shoot three-pointers and defend. You know, like when you when you put other players around him that actually have a skill set of a Paul George and a two electric and a, a of Melo, Russell Westbrook sometimes seems like he doesn't know how to play with those guys. He doesn't know how to maximize their talent. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to imagine Russ. You know, I mean, dude. I mean, Kevin Durant hasn't really said this, but he said it through. Like, if you read between the, the lines, Russ ran him out of town. Mm.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You know, and, and it was Russ's the selfish play. And, again, I mean, he's a great player, but, again, he's a stat chaser, and, he, he, you know, he's not a true point guard. Like, Oklahoma City has never done him any favors by not getting him a true point guard to play alongside him and moving him to the two guard. Because if you remember those Philly teams, Allen Iverson wasn't the point guard. He was the two guard. Eric Snow was the point guard. Right. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. they need to
0: figure out a way to get Russell Westbrook a true point guard in there. Right. Oh, man. So we got two more series we got to talk about, then we'll get our West Conference predictions and all that stuff. But let's talk about this one. And, Nick, you mentioned the Blazers and Damian Lillard. Oh. So here goes this series, Blazers and the Pelicans, which is an interesting series, too. Um, and, of course, that backcourt with, he, with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, that's probably one of my favorite backcourts in the NBA. Um, so, Nick, I'm going to let you start with this. Since you say Blazers, I'm assuming you will pick the Blazers to win. How far will this series go?
1: Um, huh. I mean, New
2: Orleans man, they are playing with heart, but uh,
1: they're yeah. hard about to go fall apart because uh, Blazers are five man. Cause I don't think going past five games with D. Lillard and C.J. McCollum, I mean, Anthony Davis is great. Yeah, but if he had healthy DeMarcus Cousins. I
2: would give it to you all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> down. Yeah. Mhm. mm
0: so you- I just think
1: that uh, that heart is going to run out, you know. Um, there's only so much Drew Holiday can do. <laughs> <laughs> and Rondo can do with Lillard and McCullum in the backcourt, you know, putting them that, that work. Right. You know. Uh, Anthony Davis, you know, he's going to give up. He's going to put up some guard numbers. You know, he's going to put up some numbers he ain't, seen, he ain't seen in a while. Yeah. He's going to study in that series. I, I really think so. Man. Uh, but
0: I don't know if it's going to be enough. Man, Anthony Davis and his numbers is just ridiculous for, for him. It's just absolutely insane. It's nuts. Um, Chris, I'll let you go ahead and uh make your prediction and your thoughts
2: on this series.
1: Yeah, I'll make this really short. Um, uh, noises, noises in five, uh okay. and flies. and it Uh be because of the greatness of Dane Willow. I think he kinda of flipped on Dane but We know we can play, you know, but like and he just man, he's just got this chilling mentality, this chilling instinct about him that just you know, makes him like one of my favorite guys to watch the league, man. I'm like, Damn, he just straight up, you know, jab like right the good for that shot. You know, and he's done it all season. You know, he's done it throughout his career. It's just like this year, everything has kind of come together for them. But anyway, big long story short, Blazers in five. Although Wesley
0: Davis probably has a monster series where he has his 35 15. Mm. Ooh, all right. So everyone's picking the Blazers. All right. Next, uh, and I, I like the Blazers too, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, as much as I want to go Pelicans, I think the Blazers are going to win this series, and I think that they're going to move on to the semifinals. Now, one last Western Conference series. Whew. it this is going to be interesting. I, I think this is going to be sort of interesting. Only because of the fact that this is a first-round matchup. The Warriors and the Spurs. For our first-round matchup. Now, let's, let's remind people. Reportedly, Stephen Curry will not be back. Well, actually, he will not be back until sometime in the semifinals if they go that far. And that's because of an MCL spring. Also, the Spurs... Kawhi Leonard, for majority of the season, has pretty much been MIA with a quad injury. Now he wants to and, and that, and the Spurs—they're absolutely out of—it's out of control this year, from the interviews, and I'm just, i just—I can't believe I'm seeing this stuff from the Spurs of all organizations, that is that is absolutely losing their losing it with Kawhi Leonard sitting out and Tony Parker. You know, people say, "Hey, I'm here playing with injuries." It's pretty much what I'm paraphrasing. You know, you should do the same. So, with all that said, Chris, I'm going to start with you. What happens with this Warriors and Spurs series? you want to pick that one? Uh, You
1: go ahead, man. I'll just follow up, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's a sweet. You know, I mean, it's not even going to be, you know, it's not going to be cold. And and, and I'm going to tell you this. Listen, I respect Greg Popovich. I think he's one of the great coaches of all time, man. But those guys are under man. I mean, when you think about what, what San your strategy will be, you know, let's, let's dub it into Lamarcus Aldridge and let's pray for something great to happen. I mean, that's essentially what their game plan is. I mean, Golden State hosted during this regular season. And, you know, they have a chip on their shoulder, man. Like, because people are talking. I think they wanted this. I think Golden State yeah, kind of got bored with the process. And they, you know, they, they hear all the people talking about how they finished they're, they're 7 and 10 and they're struggling and, you know, maybe, you know, this is the end of their run. Man, they read the paper and listen to the radio just like we do. And so on the only thing is going to go in there and straight up pound. When I say pound, they're going <laughs> to straight up pound to finish the winter, You know, and, and, and you know, uh,
0: and, and see them fishing and take Kawhi Leonard letter to his next destination. Oh, you do, do you think he'll get traded this offseason? Oh yeah. Like San Antonio would be dumb not to trade Kawhi Leonard.
2: You had to sell high. And like their team like my Raker, uh, <laughs> and the other team that wears green across the
1: coast is that over putting together trading packages. I mean, and we talked about Theater Rose earlier. Theater Rose, Jason
2: take them in the first round picks for Kawhi Leonard, you don't do that? if you're San Antonio if you don't do that if you're a Spurs yourself, <laughs> you know a
1: guy has been medically cleared for as long as Kawhi has been medically cleared
2: and this guy has told him not to play he's like nah I'll shut up I mean right.
0: that's basically what he told him hey Kawhi get up and go to work today nah I'm good you good y'all got it wow. that's basically what he's been telling the Spurs all things <laughs> Nick I'm gonna let you follow up with that um uh, yeah
1: Thing, it's probably probably uh, unsweet man um <laughs> it's the best thing that could happen to go to state the <laughs> best thing that could happen to them mm-hmm. because pretty much it's going to be no disrespect a warm, up. <laughs> <laughs> a warm up to what's to come when steph curry gets back and they take it all the way to the finals i mean <laughs>
2: um
1: I just, I mean, I am like, is Kawhi coming back? Yo, Kawhi, this is your time, man. This is your time to come back and smack up Zao Zao. <laughs> <laughs> it to the, it to the Warriors, but it's not going to happen. He's not coming out of that tunnel. Um, and I like this. I like to say, Greg Powell-Vish is a great coach. Um, He does great things off the court as well. And he does a great job with Spurs. And the so Marcus Archer had a year and Spurs, got the playoffs, but... That's about it, man. I mean, it's too much going on, too much, too much smoke. Yeah. No. San Antonio, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right, right. Look I agree for of Pop- Popovich because he says he, a lot of the things that, that we think sometimes. Like he he that he has the audacity to say things that other coaches and owners that he won't say. In fact, particularly as it relates to social social distance issues. You know, right. so, man, i got mad respect for Greg Popovich, man. Mad respect for him. You know, but again, and he talks to her. You, you know, like, he, he sees her talk, to, uh, talk all the time about mommy his coaching principles from Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich. But this is, uh, this is where the, the pupil uh, annihilates the teacher. Like, I mean, this isn't, you know I mean? You're right. This is not even going to be close. Right.
0: Oof. But in- yeah, I, I
1: give San Antonio a chance to win Game Three only, you know, and, and, and that's the only game that they're
2: gonna have an opportunity
0: to, and they're gonna lose that. Mhm. And I'm just gonna say one last thing. But one of my favorite stories though this year has been Quinn Cook, and coming to the Warriors, and I think he Quinn Qu- Quinn Cook has played exceptionally well. I think he's done a great job with the Warriors, and I think he's gonna do a great job in this series actually with this group. Man. <laughs> I can reach a dude guy. You know, like, I, I, I don't know that I can be complimentary of a dude guy, you know. Especially when you know I saw Quinn in the mall. He walked right past. You know, uh, nah, let me stop, man. really me stop. Yeah, no, you're right, Ron. Like Quinn, Cook has play well, and uh, he played a lot better than, than I expected. Um, but he needs to say that. Right. All right. So now, Nick, you want to respond about Quinn Cook? I think he's playing great, man. I'm glad to see that he's performing. You know,
1: you know, and people like to think that the G League doesn't help or doesn't work, but it works. Like it helps. And Andre Ingram. Yes. Yeah, i Ingram, definitely. You know, that's a great story right there. And I hope that you know it will lead to him signing with a team next year, if not the Lakers. You know, if he continues to do
0: so. You know. Are you talking about? Are you talking about Ingram? Or are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Just to make sure. just time. Right. I just want to make sure. Just to make you sure know, we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. All right. So, let's start. Let's, now, what's the conference? Who's getting out of the Western Conference? What's the Western Conference finals matchup? And who's going to uh, win that game? Nick, win, win that series. Nick, I'll start with you. Who's going to win? Who's,
1: who's going
0: to go to the finals? Western Conference. We'll do Western Conference first. Oh, man.
1: Do I want to be, uh, let's just say, do I want to be, you know, Crazy Nick right now, out to the park, Nick, or do I want to be conservative, Nick? I'm going to be a little little
0: crazy right now. I'm going to take it outside the box. Okay. I see the Warriors and the Blazers in the finals. Wait. No, that that'll be semifinals. I mean, the, in the West. In the West. All. West I mean, of the finals. Yeah, the West Conference finals, the, the Blazers and the Warriors. Because well, I have a strong feeling. Wait, 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 wait. That... Wait, no. The Blazers are the three seed, Nick. The Warriors are the two. That can't be the finals. That will be semifinals. But I just... Oh, wow. That's right. That's right. Houston. Yeah. There. Well, there go that. There go that. Uh, well, it's going to be Houston and I. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Houston and it's going to Golden State, then. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I had it backwards. I had the four or five. Of this. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. It's going to be Houston and
0: Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> and who you going to pick That's in that series? Golden State. And, and, and who you got in that series? Uh, Golden State. Um. Mm.
1: Houston, they may have a great series, but you know when they get final conference finals, and they meet the fully healthy, hopefully fully healthy Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be a match. And I give them, I give them
2: six games. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think the, I, think, I mean the Rockets can pull it off, but I still think they're a piece of Right. Because Ryan Anderson ain't it.
0: Right, <laughs> Chris, your your got Conference prediction. Uh,
1: well, I, I've said it all along, man. Golden State is the team to beat, you know, until someone beats them. And I, I, Golden State is going to beat Houston 4-1, and it's not going to be as close as everyone thinks. Like, I, you know, everyone's been riding this Houston bandwagon this year. And, I mean, listen, this is not hate. This the Rockets have played extremely well, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they got the great thing this year. Harden is going to be MVP, and Chris Ball is coming in. I mean, he put up I mean, I think his numbers this year are, are, are a little bit above his career average. He averaged like nineteen to nine this year, something like that. and, and they shoot threes and they do all this. And he can play playoff all the different. And like James Harden, by and large, is a, a ISO heavy player he and saying, well, that, that's how Golden State wants you to play. Golden State that's how Golden State uh King uh you know, Oklahoma City Thunder or whatever. I mean, he's never been afraid to, to say Hey, we love the way Russell Westbrook plays because it's easy for us to guard. And I think Houston is much the same. If you can man up on James Harden, and play one on one pieces on him, particularly in the closing moments. You put Clay or Kevin Durant with a plate on uh on on James Harden and make, you know, James Harden go one on one. And again, he's probably the best one on one player in the league right now. But I don't know that he can sustain having to to, you know, to drop thirty a game whatever because what are you going to get out of Chris Fall? And it's interesting that we sort of question a great player like Chris Paul, but like, like we talked about earlier on this podcast, Chris Fall ain't never played past a certain point in the playoffs. You right. mean, every year, like a hamstring. And this year, even this year, he had issues with, with the hamstring again. Mm-hmm. And so, like, is he going to be healthy in the playoffs? And, you know, if, if I'm a team, may, maybe I double James Harden in late in games and make Chris Paul be. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I mean, because Chris Paul naturally doesn't wanna shoot twenty shots a game. But maybe you make Chris Paul shoot twenty shots a game. You make Marisa right. shoot fifteen shots a game. You make T J Tucker shoot ten shots a game. Like that that's how you you're gonna be decent. And, you know, go to say if I'm if I'm the Warrior, if, if I sweep, um, you know, my first round matchup, um, um against um Gosh, man, I'm drawing a blank right now. Going to say playing San Antonio. San Antonio, right? You know, we. Gosh, how I forget that man. I'm getting old. <laughs> so, when to say Queen San Antonio, they go into the second round and they play Portland. Um, if they, let's just say Steph Curry still isn't ready, and they take the first two games from Portland, why not just send him out the whole series? Even if you lose the game in the series, you're wow. gonna beat Portland. Who's No. Klay uh, Thompson and Draymond Green. You're gonna beat them four games to one, or two games to two. You bring back a healthy Steph Curry for the West Finals. Man, Houston, Houston's not beating a healthy Golden State team. I'm sorry. And Chris Capella talked a whole lot of trash early in this year. Uh, and Daryl Morey talked a whole lot of trash early in this year, and and James Harden to a extent, has been talking trash as well. They gotta they gotta put their money they their mouth is when they play a team like Golden
0: State. say go and say,
2: it. they ain't
1: been the three straight finals to nothing. Right now, you know, they still hungry. Like when you got
2: a team that's still hungry. Hmm.
1: You know, Kevin Durant talked about it in the
0: Sports Illustrated article. He said he thought that last year winning that title was going to satisfy him. He was like, it has not. And you saw, and this was the angriest I saw Kevin Durant all year. I mean, he was, dude, this dude was like firing off on referees and on opposing players. Like, it was nothing goodness, to do. Goodness like, gracious, he, he did, yes. like, every other game the game, like, yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm throwing those F-bombs to that ref in his return from injury. And just throwing yeah, F-bombs well. at that ref. <laughs>
2: Sometimes you got to do what
0: you got to do, man. Like, you were probably Ooh. frustrated about something else, and it just all came out at that moment. Oh, man. But like, go to State 4-1. Um, and, and it's not, again, I, I won't even question it. I mean, go to State is, is just that great. All right. So, Cavs. Cavs and Warriors. Everyone's pretty much picked for the fourth straight year. Who four, four years Perfect. in a row. Goodness gracious. Um. <laughs> so, Nick, I'm going to start with you as far as uh, your predictions. Uh, who, wins, who wins that series? Uh, sweep. <laughs> They're going to sweep him this time. He's going to be five years. Gonna... Woo! Yeah. It's gonna be ugly. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and listen, as long as this is LeBron
2: James' call, you know, when LeBron James, when Cleveland came back in, in uh, you know, uh, from that three one deficit a few years ago, and LeBron James
1: called himself, Walking out with that Ultimate Warrior shirt on, and then having a Halloween party with those cops, he started a whole new kind of beast. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh,
2: yeah,
1: it, it's gonna be ugly. Like, and and, and you know, I mean, again, I've heard I've heard rumors that LeBron, and again, I can't confirm these. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't have sources that I can call. You know, but I've heard Stephen A. say this. I've heard you know I've read this. I've heard LeBron talk about this. Like, does LeBron even want to get to the final and lose? <laughs> like, particularly when he knows that he's there's another L, you know, and, uh, just down, the, down the barrel, and that <laughs> it, it may have an impact on his legacy. And I think it does have an impact on his legacy. Like, if you
0: go to, the way, what was this season? A
1: final or ninth final? Yeah. Yeah, oh,
0: this can even ninth final. Did you know there's any effect in the ninth final? He can't be in a dope conversation. They shouldn't even be in a dope conversation to begin with. No. That's a story for another day. No that won't no no LeBron definitely doesn't need to be in the Yeah, you will say that for another day, but no, he doesn't need to be. I don't think he's never won all time, but he's definitely one of the greats. But um but all right. Um guys, we went over two hours talking about a lot of stuff tonight. We may not have a podcast this long. It was, man. We may not have a podcast this long ever again, everyone. <laughs> but it was two hours. It was a very long podcast and I definitely want to thank everybody. Chris, I definitely want to thank you for joining me and Nick for, the, for, for our debut for this podcast. And it definitely was a good one, I thought. Uh, Nick, definitely yeah. thank, thank you for sure uh, for, for for wanting to do this, for sure. Correct. Um and, I, I, and Nick, this is actually probably your first time, like, media-wise doing something. How how did it feel? Um, it feels great, you know what I'm saying? I know
1: I'm, you know, I'm considered a little out, you know. Landish, you know, kind of a uh, cocky talker, but you know, I just don't want to see a guy does that. I
0: don't consider me cocky, it's just, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, it's no respect here, it's just all, you know, I feel, man. Right, and uh, well, we, like I said, we will talk about other things other than sports. Um, Like I said, we'll see yeah. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj <laughs> for another day. I know I wanted to get into that but it's like it was just too much too much sports going on. Too much sports going on. I I will talk about that another day. I'm just waiting for that album to drop up. But but uh for Nicki's album to drop and we'll and then I'll talk about it that day. But uh everyone, thank you for staying with us uh for over two hours. And uh definitely want to thank you guys uh for sure for listening to me and we're definitely uh, you know, me Nick will definitely we'll have Chris back very soon. Um, but, but just thank you guys for listening, and hopefully, you guys will come back to listen to us more. Thank you all, thank you guys very much, and we'll speak to you all next time. This is Ron and Nick's right. Rundown. Are right, you guys got any final thoughts? No, nah, man, this is beautiful. I, I enjoyed it. And you know, Ron, Nick, you gotta keep doing your thing, man. Listen,
1: listen to these guys, man. Listen to us. Hopefully, you get up on this podcast. If
0: you don't, you know what? Oh, <laughs> Did You got anything else you want to say?
1: Um, no, nah, this is great, man. You know, I hope everybody do listen and uh, continue to listen. Hopefully, you know, soon they'll start subscribing and all that good stuff. And um, like you said, we're going to be talking about a lot of other things, you know, you yes. know outside of sports. And, um, and if you're a sneak ahead, if you don't like that terminology, too bad. If you're a sneak ahead, because I'm one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, Nick will definitely share you guys. Nick, are you going to share people tips of what to do for sales? You plan on doing that?
1: Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. So you trying to get a good deal on sneakers, or you try and get up on a release, so you don't get you know lost in the sauce. You out there looking sick because you didn't get some new to one or the Mobios, or you don't know them the, the, the Pharrell and the, you know the Pharrell joints. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can I can I can give you some good advice on that. You know, the Shadows come out this weekend.
0: That's going to be a big deal. Mm. Um, Yeah. Man. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. So we're going to have a lot more coming soon. Like I said, we'll talk about some movies that I like to watch too and that type of thing. But this is primarily a sports podcast. But But, again, I'd like to thank you all for listening, and we'll see you, and we'll definitely can't wait to talk to you guys very soon. This is Ron and Nick's Rundown Podcast.